0: want an immediate rematch is that of interest off the top off the top i want an instant rematch nobody gonna sell it nobody gonna sell a pay-per-view like we
1: did the fury ain't gonna do that of course i want a rematch i felt like i won the fight i felt like he was tough i hit him the ropes held him up i landed more power shots when he threw the shots they were hitting
0: my glove when he landed a clean shot which he did he landed clean shots and i knew he had heavy hands nobody i didn't hit the ground like his other opponents i walked him down i landed back so let's run it
1: back does that interest you jake Hey, look. Of course he wants the payday. You know, of course he wants the payday. You had had a fight. I don't want the payday. I want to fight. You had your opportunity. You had your opportunity. So you don't want to fight me again? I I do all. (laughs)
2: Hey, you you old
0: news, fam. You you had your chance. Logan, Logan.
1: Fall back. You had your chance. I was
0: nothing but respectful to you right now. You. You're the one that got wobbled, almost sent through the rope If these fucking ropes wasn't seven foot two, you would've went through the ropes.
2: I landed the power punches.
1: You missed. If you if you get the tattoo, not scared running back. If you if you if you get the tattoo, I love Jake Paul. Let's run it back. Bet. Let's go. Deal. Make it bam. 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 Right.
0: 55? the bet. Bet. Deal. Fifty-five. Fifty-four. I think. I don't even know. 50 the one with steve is supposed to be 50 i'm I'm all over the place i thought we were 51
1: that like last week i can't remember we
0: might have been 54 right right now this is 54 this is
1: this is 54
0: yeah this is 54 this is 54 okay my name is Searle episode 54 i think i got it figured out officially uh me and the boys got together
3: 10 count episode 10.5 yeah
0: that's pretty much what it is yeah yeah like me and the boys just got together beforehand and we Finally had the format conversation. So all that shit I've been telling you guys about the 10 count over the last few weeks. Forget about it. This is where it's going to be at for the foreseeable future. But of course, like we said,
3: Podshop coming to format, format us.
0: Yeah, we, we are the 10 count as we are, as we is. And I appreciate you guys, as I always say, for bringing something to the table. Now we're bridging the conversation because, like I said, we had the format talk. But then we started talking about. You know, local music, local celebrities, uh, stardom. I don't even know what we were talking about. Like we were talking about like just being rappers growing up. And I wasn't quite there like you guys, but I was also there with you guys. I wasn't the groupie, but I was with the groupies. I was on the, I was buying the tickets for blah, blah, blah. I was there. I tried as much as I could be truth. I mean, you talk about, you know, how things dwindled off. I was one of those people. You know, I hate the fact that we all grew up and got out of this stuff. And that's why I'm so, so happy to see, Brew, you still doing it like. And, you know, I wish you yeah. would still do it. Truth. And I think you'll make me brush that microphone off because I know I'm thinking about it myself, too. But, um, yeah, you know, dust on this microphone right now. It's well, fine. It's a podcast be, right now. A, you you got do like a
1: 10 count collab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that's the intro. Bro, no, I'm these? just joking. I'm just Stop. joking. I'm just. But, Brew, <laughs> you, you were just talking about, if I'm not mistaken, the shows,
1: um, bro. The shows. Yeah, yeah. I so, was gonna kick some knowledge.
0: Yeah. So tell the people what you were getting at, and then just lead right into it, brother.
1: So we're talking about shows and the dwindling and all that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys basically from from the start of of my career in it. So I'm talking like 1999, 2000, and there was like guys before me. You know what I mean? Uh, Buck 65s and and Hal Towns. There was some serious MCs back then. But when I came in, we would do The Attic, you know what I mean, on a Wednesday, on a Wednesday, bro, and it was packed. Like, I'm talking hundreds of people just there to see hip-hop, you know what I mean? And it wasn't necessarily because of us, but you had, like, me, Class, Special K, like, Jay, busy. There were some heavy hitters there, and but it was packed, and it was all the rappers, if you weren't rapping on stage, they were on the side of the stage. And there was maybe 15 rappers maximum and, like, 600 people watching. And then within three to five years after that, you were getting like, you go to a show at the marquee and there's like 35, 40 rappers and like 40 fans. And then you started seeing shows. Now there's 60 people there and 53 of them are rappers. <laughs> and you're wondering why no one stands up and watches your set and like, you know what I mean? There's so much, yep. uh, it just, it totally, the landscape just changed, bro. And it's, it's, you know, I try as much as I can if I'm going to a show. I first of all, even if I'm the headliner, I hate headlining because the openers always, fucking, they're like, "Oh, bro, I can't wait to see you." Da da. They do the thing and they dip. You know they what I mean? Dip. So you know, I did. A, I did a show maybe two summers ago for this kid, and I was like, "You know what, man? I know you're just starting out as a promoter. I'll do it for free, buddy." You know what I mean? So I went to the Pavilion, local acts. Da da. And it's the Pavilion. So there's only like maybe 20 people there. This one group was like two before me. They get up, get off. And literally was like, yo, we're going to a host party. And like the whole crowd just left. You know what I mean?
0: Oh my God.
1: And I sat there as the headliner and watched every motherfucking act from start to finish on the floor. Like, you know, I bought my head, like, listen to actually what you're saying. You know what I mean? So (sighs) it just, that's, that's why the landscape sucks now is because there used to be fans and now everyone's a rapper. And you know what I mean? Like, when I first started, and I'm not trying to say like, uh, you know, it sucks now because it's amazing to be a rapper and the resources are there, but like, we didn't have software. We had, you know, hardware. We had machines. We had recording on. Now it's so easy to make music. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's it's we can make a fucking song right now. Yeah, good? like, bro, good? Like, literally. literally. I made a I, I don't know if you heard it, Chris. I think I sent it to you guys. I'm not sure. Like my stepdaughter's birthday was a couple weeks ago and I made a song about how Listen, much he first f- and I made it in like five minutes. Yeah, bro. Like, and then I had I had uh, someone was like, oh, you need to send it to Samson and do a video with Samson. I'm like, yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't know. But I, I didn't even like write that song. I just was sitting there with LeVon and we like thought of a couple bars and boom, it was a song in like 10 minutes.
3: That's funny. So it's, like, awesome. Now, now I got two parts to that. I'm going to go with this one first. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I sort of got a story, too, when uh, people walk out and you're by yourself, basically. Yeah. I think this is like my third show I've ever done. And we were at Jacob's Lounge. you remember 902 radio when that was popping for a minute? Yes, yes bro. Well, it was the second 902 radio party at down at Jacob's Lounge. We were down in the basement. Me and Maddie T, AKA Tao a.k.a. Maddie Shreddick wrote there, getting ready to do our stuff. And it was actually popping night, man. It was good. The, the place was pretty full, and everything was good to go. And a couple of people went up and it was good to go. And it was our turn to go up. And right before we went up, everybody bounced. The whole click, they all went upstairs. And we're all outside smoking. So it was literally me and Maddie, in front of two people. And again, (laughs) this is like my third show or something like that. So I'm just like I'm just doing whatever, right? So we're done our set, and right when we're done our set, the same group of people come walking down the stairs as we're walking out to go for our Uh... smoke, and they go, "Where you going? We're going to we go up to the show. We're going to you know blah blah." (laughs) Me and Maddie just started laughing. We just walked right, you know, and went upstairs and whatever. And, And it was it was the same thing. It was here we are, the big group of people and just like that everybody was gone because they all went with their friend to click you know what i mean it was so who you really here for like what's what's you know what I mean? what's the whole yeah. point of all this um <laughs> oh man that's rough yeah the, it was
0: <laughs> one of the reasons why i think i never really took off was that like i would never take that kind of not rejection mm-hmm. i guess but and not even embarrassment i can't even think of the word for it it but was annoying yeah i don't know if yeah, i could yeah. take that i would literally like feel so sour to the people that ditched. And like, i performed a couple times in my life, but thankfully for me, it was a situation where the crowd couldn't go anywhere. Like once was in front of my high school, once was a Jacobs lounge show, but it's when everybody was fucking there. It was the beginning of the night. It was like, you gotta go, you gotta go. I don't even remember where my other show was at, but it was a similar thing. Like you bought your tickets, five bucks. You're in the, even if nobody's listening to you, they're all still at least there. There was a crowd. You didn't feel like you were filming a promo video where they were going to like insert a crowd from another show <laughs> in the cut scenes or something. Right. I think that that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed kind of being the wingman for whether it was Robbie Mosher, Jick or whoever um, over the years, seeing those guys, like when Jick got to open for August Alsina, that was probably my proudest moment as a rapper, because I spent all those hours in the booth with Nick, all those hours listening to him, uh, trying to w- lay things down, even though he would correct every fucking thing I ever edited. But that was the point of it, right? It was two minds coming together to make something rather than him taking forever the perfectionist that he is. Right. And there was a time, it was me, him, and Tobin. Me, Tob- me and Tobin were in the back doing the camera stuff while Nick and Blakeney were performing for the crowd. And I've told you this story, I think, Brew. They did not belong opening on that set for August Alsina just with their musical style and the crowd yeah. just like... But I remember in my head, yeah, I just remember thinking in my head, like these boys are doing a Def Jam show right now. This is fucking dope. And then by the end of it, like I was at the point now, I was like, I don't give a fuck about these weak ass fans. I'm still doing the camera work, but I'm like looking at (laughs) random girls in the crowd and trying to get a couple people to start moving. So then Nick and Jick did their Nick and Jick Mark and Jick did. their like more hype song to finish the set and then all them girls i was like talking to during this like trip like what are you doing like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. they were all moving and grooving so we were getting fan footage for that song alone so for the longest time the boys considered making the footage that we got of that last song of the set the video for that song but i don't think blakeney because it was off of blakeney's double album that's still not out to this day <laughs> but um the homeboy is always still working but yeah like i remember that like it's kind of a similar story but not really just that crowd going from yeah okay this first song is good to they're not rapping what we really like to uh when is this over (laughs) and then to see them kind of like whip back because the last song was a little more upbeat was a cool experience to be on stage even though i wasn't really performing but just to like see the songs live on a Def Jam set was was fantastic, and i we were talking about the, the talking about the fanboys, fangirls. Like I, something that pisses me off is whenever a new artist puts out a puts out a new album, new single, new whatever, and then people are like, "Y'all listening to Drake or Kanye or this or that?" But you should be listening to so and so nine oh two, yeah. blah blah blah. Or I you know. should, and I'm just like, "Come on, people! Yeah. I love that you go hard." For the people that you love but where are you the other 365 days of the year 364 yeah. days of the year promoting that artist because yes. this is the first i've ever seen you promote that artist and the only reason mm-hmm. you're doing it is because
3: kanye got an album out yeah yeah so like, it, i'll say two things about that because it's like one of them is uh the amount of people like even when i posted like uh i posted a little while ago that i was going to do one more project and, uh, and then after that, it's pretty well it for me. And then all the love I got from everybody, it's like, bro, you can't be done, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you can't be. And I'm thinking to myself, well, where were your plays at the last fucking 10 years yep. I've been doing this shit? Like, where were your yep. shares and where were your likes? And But yep. like, now yep. you want to show me that you care about it? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's.
3: Oh, bro, I, it's, I it's probably
1: it's it's similar, but it's like, obviously, on a little bit of a bigger scale. But I once I once I got sort of coined with the King of Health facts moniker, I can't tell you how many motherfuckers, like, were inboxing like, "Oh, when's your next shit?" Da-da-da. I remember. I'm like, I have not today. seen you once. Share my, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, I'm hearing people saying, "Oh, he thinks he's the king, he? have Blah blah blah. Like, I didn't call myself that shit. I just ran with it. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, and that's and- it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Like, it's not my personality. Like, I I sort of hated that era of me being the king of Halifax, but at the same time, you know, I ran with it. You know what I mean? What? If someone gives it
3: to you, it, is what it is. But that's that's the other yes. part I was gonna to say too, because yeah. it's like that's one thing I hate about these guys. Now I'm not gonna drop any names, but I'll see. I see literally people sign up to this now and check out your local superstar, blah yeah. blah blah, and yeah. do this and and do that. And <laughs> every time they get two likes on their on their post, and one of them is them. Yeah. you know what I mean. And it's like, and and yeah. that will go on for months. And every time it's like your local superstar and and so and so, your famous ra- and you know local rapper. and It's like. How, how, how come you don't get that nobody cares man like it's that's yeah. a that's yeah. the thing mm-hmm.
0: and here and it my, happens, here it my happens part a lot of... here it happens a lot yeah go ahead i want to hear your second part of the uh, sorry action. that was my second part to the no, original like
3: thing bro you brought up before how easy it is to, <laughs> to make music right like we could all yeah. make music right now and i kind of got in arguments with people about this before because i brought up the question i said it's so easy to be a rapper. anybody can mm-hmm. anybody can rap. Literally mm-hmm. anybody literally. can rap. anybody yeah. can rap. Yo, blow, here we go. Yep. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> I'm a rapper. Yep. But it's like you can't fake being a singer. You have to have talent yeah, to sing. Exactly. You know what I mean? You don't have yeah. to have talent to be a rapper. And everybody's like, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. So I want to get your take on that. It's like mm. you need to have talent to be a rapper because I mean, all you need is a microphone, I a mean, couple of words, and three of your friends yeah, telling you that you're dope. Here's,
1: here's my take on it. I I like that, but it's for a reason. I say you do have to have talent if you're calling yourself a rapper, but that's for people that are rapping that can make money off it. Uh, Here's 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 what makes here's what bugs the shit out of me, is because I'm going on 20 years since my first record, and nine of those years I lived off just music, touring, royalties, like you know I mean merch. That's how I fed my fucking kids and shit. So I hate when you know johnny from down the street fucking you know muscadabit you know you'll he'll meet a new girl and his goes to meet her parents so what do you do i'm a rapper no bro you work at fucking sobeast you know what i mean like you never had a project out you have two songs on soundcloud you're not a, ra- you know what i mean like it's like i okay. can go i can go work out at titans right now but if i don't step in octagon with those guys i'm not an mma fighter i'm a guy that, that trains yeah. so like I, I do think you need talent but that's only be, from me because I think you're not a rapper. It's not that you have to make a living off it but like you have to be a professional.
3: There's see, I I use the terms as like you don't need to be talented but you don't need to have talent to be a rapper but you need to have talent to be a musician whether that is rapper or whatever yeah. it is, you do yeah, anybody yeah. can be a rapper like I said it's, Yeah.
1: And on it's, the flip side of what I'm saying, I'm saying you have to have talent but to do it like on a good a grander I see, I would consider scale, you don't have to do it. Like you don't I hear some people <laughs> I, like you said, I'm not going to name any names, man, but there's people where I don't know. You guys probably saw it like back in the day before TikTok and all this shit. There was the Facebook shares of like this guy's the next Eminem. And then they put like their video underneath it and there'd be black up top and below it, like the words. And they would write their own shit. Ninety nine percent of the fucking time. I never even liked the fucking shit people showed me like. They were garbage, like beyond garbage. And there's no. It was fancy. a video they edited themselves and typed yeah, in that you own just phrase. Did, there like, was literally like a meme page you can go on. Put your video and they whatever you wanted to write at the top, you could do it. This guy's yeah. the next fucking little boozy. Like, okay, no, like, your, your
3: fans got to do that shit, not you. Yeah,
1: like, but that's the that's the problem is you know. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a yes on the one side, but then I'm a no. You don't have to have talent to to record the music. Yeah. But you're you're obviously not going to go very far if you aren't talented. But then again, there's. Some dudes that are famous as fuck with no talent. So (laughs) how the fuck do I know?
0: Like that's what I was just about to say. There's, there's you rap, and then there's rappers.
1: There's yeah, and there's honestly, bro, painters, and then
3: there's there's rappers, and there's musicians.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, But it's
1: uh, but see, I I I
3: I kind of agree actually
0: with that now that I think about it because I would call a really strong vocalist a musician even if they can't play an instrument. Uh, That's facts to me. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I I tell
1: people I'm a musician, they go, "What do you play?" like i do i do so i do play shit but i just tell them like i rap or you know what i mean i I write and perform yeah if
0: if you if you write you're a hundred percent a musician if you write a hundred percent yeah that's where the argument comes from is a singer a musician if they don't write Mm -hmm. their own music is a rapper you know what i'm saying like there are gray areas their voice is
1: their conversation instrument really um but
0: what i was gonna actually ask this is a wonderful question to ask you guys what constitutes organic growth now for a musician? Because it almost seems like it doesn't exist. We came from an era where you used to actually have to show up to a show with burnt CDs to get your music out. And (laughs) then after that was the forum age where you still had to work hard. Now, like you guys are talking about, it's easy to record music. It's even easier to promote it. Like, I I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if I had, if I started rapping right now, I'd probably be bigger than I was when I was rapping. Mm -hmm. When I had to bust my ass. When I had to put my name out there, and I, you know, like I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I was like the, the, the unsigned hype of the city for a minute there because nobody knew who I was because I didn't put any music out. But I had a vault and I would go see yep. Critty and I would go see Littles and I would go see Vince and I would go see Spesh, and I'd see all these guys and I'd bring them two or three tracks I got from the vault. Jay and, and all the Young Squad boys, they got some of my unreleased stuff. Mm-hmm. I never put it out. I don't know why. But I think one of the issues that I had back then was, is that I didn't have any fans. I only had friends that listened to my music. Mm-hmm. So nowadays is, is yeah. like, how does somebody break through that mold? Because like, we are just having this conversation from the beginning of this episode. Most people's fans here in the city, whether they like it or not, are their friends. Like you yeah. could name off the top of my head, maybe a half a dozen rappers yourself included, maybe Brute. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean I know a good core of your fan group is our friends that you've gotten and grown over the years as a musician so mm-hmm. there's a difference young guys most of their fan base are friends and friends only yeah. they don't really expand so yeah. what do you think could constitute or generate organic growth in 2021 nearly 2022 for a young artist coming up
1: yeah see for me when I get people hit me up bro like my my advice, because I watch class do it. I watch, you know, Jordan. I watch Chad Hatcher. I watch a lot of people. I watch myself, but I did it in a whole different way. We didn't have fucking Facebook. We didn't have all this shit. You know what I mean? So we got on the road with no money. You know what I mean? We went across Canada. I went across Canada twice with Luke. Uh, with we didn't even have like, like a guarantee. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're gonna do the door. We don't know that Johnny from Saskatoon has a hundred friends or zero or a thousand. We just banked on the fact that he can get a show. So twice we did that across Canada. And then the third time we went, now there's like 50 people at every show. And then there's the next time it was 300. So like, you know what I mean? We invest in ourselves nowadays with social media. You don't have to spend the money necessarily. You know what I mean? It's so it's just, it's a complete different ball game now to the point where I'm, I'm in behind a lot of motherfuckers. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I could put Quake's doing his thing and he's, and he's grinded and he's deserved everything he's getting and there's one thing i regret it sort of with my shit was i was rapping since 12 13 me and my brothers and cousins whatever but i was in my 20s when i started doing it taking it seriously mm-hmm. you know what i mean like quake was known as the battle guy when i did a song with him he was 14 he was battling at 14 15 getting in clubs doing it and That's he had vision. all his like high school friends and like not just his high school but like high school people. were like who's this guy yeah i never had that so like when i came into it i was already a grown adult
0: I always say to people, one of his best early chess moves was doing his little high school tours with Littles and all those guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still have the ticket stubs. a
1: lot of shit right, bro. He did a lot of shit right. And the the reason I brought that up was because now Quake's a different beast, but like a few albums ago, say Quake, like, I could take five years off and I still automatically sell like the three to five hundred album range. My highest sales was like I think 2700 on a record but if like i for example my stranger in my hometown i didn't do a record for three years i think it was mm. um and i sold like 560 some albums you know yeah. what i mean so i have the core but it's 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 hard man it's zoom hard in nowadays. On that there. oh way up
3: in the top there
1: oh stranger what
3: that's, that's, what, that's one of my favorite you know, albums bro. i catch Gangster the baby has- yeah Fuck. Yeah, that's one of my favorite albums. Oh, that respect, is gangsta. That's, it's, yeah, it's one of my
1: When I go back and listen, but for those who's know,
3: listening, I have his album cover. And yeah, yeah, posed yeah it on my stranger wall
1: hometown. as I'm talking about it, he's zooming. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, I didn't even really answer your question, but no, you did. Opinion, that's that actually yeah. kind of answers yeah. the question because, like, where is that for kids nowadays? Right? Like, it's jumping on the TikToks, it's jumping on the shit. Like, I oh, joined yeah, TikTok yeah. to watch my 10 year old. Eleven year old now, stepdaughter's shit to make sure she wasn't putting out like adult material, and I'm I'll go like some days forty five in minutes into a deep TikTok dive, just swiping, lo- listening Reddit. to music, and that's and there's, Reddit
0: for me sometimes, man. Like yeah. the kids that go on Reddit that freestyle yeah. for hours, and yeah. they're like, okay, I got to check their music to see if they're good. Most saying. of the there's, time they suck,
1: TikTok ones too, but every yeah. once in a
0: while they're good, and it's yeah. like this is yeah. the new thing. If this existed yeah. when I was rapping. I could do mm-hmm. it. And my space was almost that because that was it for me. Like my <clears throat> yeah. whole career was literally my space. Every yeah. connection I made from yeah. Rhapsody to Talib Kweli to Sway all from fucking MySpace. Like yeah. I had a collab ready to go with Sway. And then I lost my MySpace, all that shit. Mm. Next thing I know, he's with fucking Akon and Cardinal Official and shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck? But we always stayed tight. And to this day, I could probably message him on Instagram and still get the connect mm-hmm. with him, right? You don't
1: follow me, but I mean, will have But see, now, nowadays, too, it's not back when I was coming, bro. I, I was signed to fuck, probably four or five labels before my third album was even mm-hmm. out. Nowadays, don't you don't have to be a label? It no. and it's good, you know what I mean? Like, I did like the label road, I did do the, the indie road, too. I had my own label, you know what I mean? So I did it all, but you don't. I tell you young guys now, man, don't go, don't. Fucking sign for those labels, don't go for it. No sense, now you know what I mean? And I mean it's just from, from, there's no sense. And people are getting smarter, and you know, yep. It, it's just different nowadays. It's a complete 180 from when I was starting, man. Yeah. And for me 90s. to answer that
3: question and to kind of sum up your summary there, bro. jordan Lucas, he's a prime yeah. example, completely independent. Yep. does all this shit. And I mean, he's a prime example of what a younger guy needs to do these days to be yep. viral, so to speak. Yep. When jordan was putting those, those first videos, like, I'm sorry. And just like you, and you know, I mean, those viral videos that get mm. people talking, you know, I'm not racist, like those kind yeah. of viral, you know, important videos compared to just sitting in front of, uh, you know, like Zim Zima, his newer videos, and shit yeah. like that. Now, um, it's that kind of stuff that you need to get even people outside of rap and, and outside of whatever to talk about it, whether it's mm. controversial or not. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, Lil Nas X, what, what he just did not too long ago, him mm-hmm. making up with Satan and lap dancing on Satan. I got a lot of people talking about him, man. You need those yeah. viral moments no matter I what it
0: is. I love that motherfucker. Yeah. I don't even give a shit, <laughs> man. I love that motherfucker. He has got so many insecure people rattled out of their cage. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not for like, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't with it. I'm definitely not homophobic. I love what he represents, ambiguity and, mm-hmm. and love and
3: for, for self and love for all. He put out that video and did whatever. I still go to sleep the same the, the, way every night. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's
0: the thing, right? Like, like I don't yeah. fuck with the whole, like, Satanistic thing that to be, like, more specific. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I'm not hating on it. I just don't fuck with it. But I'm, like, seeing how he was trying to do. See, see, see now he's got yeah. so many people fucking yeah. pissed and off. We
1: did about three or four podcasts ago. I spoke on that shit. And I'm not saying he's doing this, but I find with a lot of younger artists, if he has a good team, and behind him which he obviously does damn right his marketing team is crazy but i can't think of another artist right now i can't think of another and you're doing no you can't yeah yeah, my point is like now it's like when i was coming up it was like if you're you know 18 to 22 they're like you got to make the dopest album you got to sign to sony you got you got to send that shit to def jam you got to go to bet knock the doors now it's like okay let's make the craziest video let's get virals fuck do you know what i mean like so it's like I'm not saying that's not him. I'm just saying like, I think if he wasn't the originator of that devil Satan idea, then someone from his team was like, "Bro, you know how we're really gonna fuck with them? They're already like mad because we're gay. Yeah. Now we're gonna fucking." One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? One hundred
3: percent. There's a whole team of thirty guys behind that video. Yeah,
1: probably one hundred percent. But you can tell the rappers that are really like progressive and the real like. Look at Jack Harlow, who did the song with him. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. There's now there's room. People are like, oh, he's probably gay, too. Like, who gives a fuck? I mean, yes. and he'll tell you, but I love Jack Harlow's music. I always did. Before he got famous, I was showing people. They're like, oh, this guy's yes, the same no. people. Now, like, oh, man, did you hear the new Jack Carlo? Fuck. Trust God, bro. me. I could do a whole you know podcast
0: I mean? calling people the fuck out. One yeah. guy, one yeah. guy. I swear to God, I ain't calling out names on this, but I hope he's listening. I doubt he is. I don't think he listened to a single episode of my <laughs> podcast, but literally hated on this man. We yeah. played all kinds of songs, Dark Knight and, and used to be all the jams that he used to mm-hmm. have. Next thing I know, this guy's got him as his profile picture. And I'm like, it's
3: the cloud syndrome, man. Pulls up, pulls Bro, up, Buddy's
0: house. Listen, I want to see some ass. I said, <laughs> okay, now I see why you like him because he simplified and dumbed down his music, but you weren't fucking with the conscious shit when he was actually being mm-hmm. kind of goofy and stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I fuck with that kid. I always did and I always will. Um, I mean, so say what you want. I wasn't that familiar with Nipsey Hussle. I really wasn't. And yeah, and then because I'd never seen anybody talking about him. I and mean, all of a sudden he dies. And then everybody's like, I can't believe I lost my hero today.
0: There's a reality like, to that no, one. Like, there really is. And like, you know, I was a huge Mac Miller fan. I knew who Mac Miller fans were because we were few and far mm-hmm. between. Mac mm-hmm. died. You know what I'm saying? Oh, everyone, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And yeah. then there were the people that we were like a God
3: today. Like, uh, it's yeah, like, I yeah, love the I man.
1: <laughs> he's a legend. I said, he's an indie yeah. legend. Yeah. I'll give you that. And see me, I know, we, I think we talked about Chris. I wasn't a huge Mac Miller fan, but it wasn't because I didn't like respect his grind and his music and shit. I just didn't listen to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I was a huge Nipsey guy. And I had people like, man, I don't even fuck with him like that. And I would just go like, go listen to these mm-hmm. five songs and watch this interview. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know what I mean? Cool. If yeah. you, I convert you, cool. If I don't, I don't. But it, yeah, like True says, the people that are like, know pat did that song with the steel boots or with steel toe boots the same shit i love that shit it's all about that shit like you know what i mean you know it is what it is i you know but yeah i could call it a thousand people right now (laughs) I (laughs) i dated a girl who when i met her like it was rare you know to meet a girl that's like a pretty young girl and she's like she likes rugged underground shit usually they like the joe Budden pump pump it up like the radio shit Sorry to my
0: girl because I know she might listen, but I dated a couple girls. Like it's surprising to me. Nova Scotia actually has a rare breed of women that listen to that mid to underground music.
1: Yeah. Oh, Mortal Technique. It's a a lot more bro
0: nine. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think
0: it shocks me how many white girls in Nova Scotia listen to that type of. I think I
1: met a lot more because of touring with Class for so many years, Mm. right? And it's not to say like my music. At the end of the day, my music wasn't super similar to his. Do you know what I mean? But I met a lot of people through him and, like, his fans that really were, like, the atmospheres and the blah, blah, blah. Half people I never even heard of. I I know Atmosphere. I like his music. Love Slug, man. Slug's the man. Yeah. And I got to meet some people, like, where I was like, wow, you know, these guys are dope. But, yeah, this one girl I dated, man, she was like, yeah, I love all this rugged shit. I'm like, oh, you like Sean P? Nah, I don't really know who that is. (laughs) So for, like, a whole summer, I'm showing her Sean Price. She's like, yeah, I don't know if I am feeling that. And then, bro, the next fucking summer, she's like, Oh, this is the best rapper alive. Blah, blah. I was like, Oh, come on, bro. Monkey
0: Bears. Was that the summer I, of Monkey Bears? Yeah, Had to man, have been. Come on. Had to have been.
1: I showed you this guy for a whole summer, and you don't like
0: him. <laughs> you
2: love him. Okay. Okay. I see
1: you. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Yeah, real anyway.
0: real quick, mid, real quick mid-show shout outs. The lady texts me, baby, what is a color commentator? I am laughing hard inside right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And shout out to the uh Todd Vino host of, uh, I guess it's going to be called the Todd Vino show. Now Uh, I got an episode coming up where I'm going to pay tribute to a good man who gave me kind of a start in my career. Mr. Rick Howe Um, Todd has been replacing him over the last few months because Rick's health has not been great. And Rick's last broadcast 50 years is going to be on Friday. He's actually going to take time to spend with his lady and, and hopefully not drift off into the sunset. I hope he's, he's on the four-wheeler going into the sunset yeah. and, and still I pops up that, on the yes, show. But yes, yes, Mr. Yeah. Howe retiring after 50 years. But um, Todd and uh, Vanessa, one of the producers on the show today, there was a lady that called in basically crying. Her husband had a stroke and Nova Scotia Power was like, basically, we're turning off your power. And she had nowhere to go, called every everybody she could. Nobody was answering. She literally called the radio station crying and Todd, Vanessa, everybody behind the scenes at News 95.7 just gathered up everybody's information. Pardon me. And, uh, and, and I guess they're, they're going to try to make the connection happen, if
1: right. you
0: will, between this lady and all the people who called into the radio station. So want to give Todd a shout out. Um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it was, it's kind of crazy listening back to the episode that me and him did. I listened to it last week um, when he had just been let go by Rogers and like just all the questions. And it's kind of cool how here we are. Todd's pretty much the, the head honcho and, and doing amazing things on radio. Um, before we move on to the circus, I actually want to ask, Bru, it just, it, it was in my head, it popped in my head, it popped into my head. You guys know how I work on these waves. Um, you were talking about making the video, make it go viral, make it pop, make it this, mm-hmm. make it that. Is that really any different than the nineties?
1: Cause I mean, well, it, it, it's kind of similar to an extent that here's, here's why I say it's different. Okay. Because My generation, like, you made a video and your dream was to have it on much music, right? There was no YouTube. There was no nothing. The only way people saw music videos was on TV. So I had a discussion recently about this, actually, with radio. And you know my thoughts on radio and local radio, how, like, the sport's not great. You know what I mean? But it's like, back in the days, we had to put videos on much. And in order to have it on much, it had to be a certain quality. So... To, I mean I had some funded videos by much fact Things like that but like the average video I was paying $10,000 You know what I mean like five to $10,000 Just to make a video good enough to be on much music Jesus Christ And there, there was no like you couldn't play it on YouTube Back then there was a Ox TV There was a couple sites you know what I mean uh, Vimeo I, I think it was the BT, first Vimeo. One. Yeah. Uh, I did have some shit on BET.com But um, now it's like It's YouTube It's You know like I, videos are so important So there's, there's young guys like you know, um, Aminé and Cal Scrubby, Marlon Craft. Like, there's thousands of them who do videos for every song they put out. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, literally. Well, I, I mean, I've watched...
0: Truth just brought up Joiner Lucas and even De Baby yeah. from like a more yeah. like commercial standpoint. Like, yeah, these guys well, put doing, out.
1: He's doing interludes and making videos for them. Straight up, right? I, the I went 50 Cent a... massacre route. <laughs> yeah, seriously
2: though.
1: Song like, for every fucking hymn. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but I, I've been to a like party and seen people like playing music off the phone but playing videos you know what i mean like so videos it's everything is so video heavy now where like yeah back when i was it wasn't going viral because it wasn't viral back then but it, for us it was being on tv yeah you know what i mean and and, and there was and no me, such
3: thing as viral back
1: then no there wasn't and it but the thing was where it differs that like say for kids being fans i grew up and like you know there was the maestros the chocolateers but for me, there was a couple rappers. HDV was one of them. He only had two songs on Much Music. And I, I met this guy at the Junos probably I remember 20 him. years later. I yeah. remember him. He's he had the like man. the Redhead Man, Heart Shades, yep. right? He was a anyway, man. could for me, he could have like been a cart guy at Zellers and he had two songs on Much. But to me as a kid, this guy was like Jay-Z and, and Snoop. Mm. So that's how people thought of us now. And I think the biggest difference with that then and now, because I, even when I worked at Foot Locker, I had people come in like, I can't believe you work a job. I can't believe, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) motherfucker, I got to eat. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but nowadays it's not that it's not like, Oh, I'm CEO on TV. I look up to you. Nowadays, everyone's friends. Everyone wants to be your friend. Even promoters, like promoters when I first started were business. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You you want a a thousand for your show? Cool. Okay. You want flights or, or, you know, rental car? I got you. hotels. Here's the food money. Then it turned to like, bro, like I, my dad got a mansion. Do you want to sleep in the basement? And like, let's, you know what I mean? let me, let me film you the whole time you're here and show it on my Snapchat. Like it's, it's a different ballgame now, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, 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 I feel for the young artists coming up because I see it in a lot. I listen to lyrics and obviously I'm a producer. I love beats, but like, I really listen to lyrics lately and a lot of motherfuckers who you think are blessed are spitting lyrics. Like their life is not real and they're sad. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I think because I'm known for some of my darker music too, I maybe I relate, but it's like there's motherfuckers that shouldn't be sad about being a rapper right now that are sad about being a rapper. And I think it's the pressure of you know how accessible people are to you now. You know what I mean? Back in the day, I got an email once in a while. Nowadays I'm getting probably like a dozen messages a day. Yo, can you play my cousin's song? Can you do that? You know what I mean? It's no, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> and I mean, that's what like, I love your bigger... death, but no, I'm not a sharing fucking site. Like,
3: <laughs> and I mean, know. that's one of the bigger comparisons, too, between then and now. It's like the reach difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. yeah. there's almost day, a sociology
0: to it, not to make myself yeah, well, I mean, philosophical, it's, it's, but
3: it's the yeah. simple things. Like, you would have to literally go through, you would have to pay for all your printed physical copies of your material. Yep. You would yep. have to physically go on foot and do whatever you could to get rid of them. Yep. Uh, compared to nowadays, when you can literally make one song. Put yep. it on Facebook and then spend ten dollars and reach ten thousand people. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like yep. it's, yep. Uh, it's or Instagram. It's it's a, huge, it's a huge it's a huge advantage them. if you know how to market yourself right. But yeah. the fact is, it's so easy. Everybody thinks that's all they have to do, and they're mm-hmm. gonna blow up. Mm-hmm. I tell kids issue. all the time, don't do
0: sponsored ads on Instagram. Like maybe one out of a thousand. I've actually like that's it. Uh, I get it, but. That's a different level of desperation in marketing, in yeah. my I'll opinion. I'll tell you,
1: I'll tell you what it is, because um, I sat. <sighs> that could be wrong, and this is the thing: I've never been in a position,
0: and maybe I will be now oh, no. with this whole it's... podcast thing. Like, maybe I agree I, with you. Know what I, agree I with both, of you because yeah,
1: because I do think the sponsors ads for certain people is cool, and I do think for some people they shouldn't. Because I'm someone that I don't think I've ever clicked one, but because it's like the girls that literally do nothing. It's this like, oh yeah,
0: I remember well, clicking on one. Mm-hmm. She was fine. Sorry, Kayla, <laughs> <laughs> but she had nothing on her profile.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. she had 600 followers. Yeah.
0: She went yeah. to Dalhousie. Why are you a well, sponsored ad?
1: Here's here's what I'm gonna tell you, and it's probably like it's because I sat in so many rooms, and and I've been a part of like funding organizations and and for marketing. But my big wake up moment was I sat at a festival and listened to Ryan Leslie talk, and Ryan Leslie said that would be he, dope as shit. He was like one of the best songwriters ever in urban music, but very underrated. Right. But he's a fucking marketing genius. And he said, I make more. He goes, I'll go and I'll, I'll make a song for Beyonce. Right. And it's not, it's not one of her a side tracks is, you know, whatever, one of her throwaways off her album, but I'll still make 300 grand in the run of like three years. Do you know what I mean? He was like, you know how I got rich, rich, rich. He goes, cause I took the people. He had a fan page say, let's just say Facebook. And he yeah. had, say 50,000 people that like the shit. So he's, he, all he thought was, if I have something to sell these people for $10 and they buy it like once per month, right? That's 50,000 people. So now that's $500,000 I'm going to make per month. Right. So he literally went to his fans and was like, yo, if you don't fuck with me, like delete my shit, get off my shit. I only want my real fans. And then he started to sell it almost like the, um, oh, what's the, man. What's is it what's the the podcast shit where people are paying to watch the podcast patreon? The, Pat- patreon. patreon yeah yeah so it was almost like a patreon but he took his Facebook and was like if you don't fuck with me if you just join this because of a song like I don't want you on here I want core fans and this motherfucker basically did like a patreon and charged people ten dollars a month right and was isn't, giving isn't them that exclusive what that shit. White boy Tom McDonald did like he, he oh yeah he did he did,
0: shit did a lot private. Yeah. and you had to pay to get into his social media. Yeah. And who's the other guy um he posts all over social media who's high right now? What's that white boy's name?
1: Fuck. Who's high right now?
0: Yeah, the, all he posts. <laughs>
1: all he <laughs> All he
0: posts on social media is who's high right now. He's got like oh, he's, right now. he's got like 1 pl- one plus million <laughs> fucking Instagram yeah. followers. He's a rapper. Never yeah. heard of him. He sucks. But Everybody hates him, but people try to follow him. When you yeah. try to follow him, he sends <laughs> you a message. If you want to access my social media account, it's $5 mm. for this or $25 mm-hmm. for this. And yep. this man has over a million followers. Mm-hmm. That's like...
1: Yeah, it's a generation, bro. How do you YouTubers know? that, like, oh, crazy. I don't understand how they have 10 million followers, but you know, like it, with the Ryan Leslie thing, the, just the point I was yeah, saying, that was like, yeah. no, no, it's all good. It's just like... <sighs> you know, with this sponsored ad thing, I think today's generation is more worried about followers than they are putting out quality product. So not everybody, but I've been in car. I've been in studios with people that sat there and followed a thousand people and then unfollowed them after they followed followed them back. back, So it looked like they had more followers than they follow. And this is, I ain't going to say who it is, but it's a fucking huge multi-platinum Grammy award Grammy winning artist. Yeah. And I watched this guy hours a fucking day for like a week. There's a follow, 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 unfollow, unfollow. Like there's a, he, he was so concerned about having the followers.
0: There's a study happening right now. I forget the university. They say that it's one of the most commonly narcissistic acts in human history. It is. Yeah. The follow unfollow follow concept.
1: Yeah.
3: Ego boosting. Mm-hmm. That's why I never um, did that. Like for like shit
1: even yeah. that
0: right even yeah. like for like like and i was bit on that very early in my instagram days like i'll like mm-hmm. your picture if you like my picture yeah. it is smart marketing. like
3: your page if you like my page
0: yeah it's smart mm-hmm. marketing but beyond that are you sharing the product and that's why i always like treated this the podcast thing very early as a back scratch thing mm-hmm. share mine i'll share yours to this day i'll still share all the podcasts that shared mine even if they don't share mine anymore because mine's not at the point It is now without their support, even in the early days. So, you know, we're we're having the whole conversation about, you know, guys that were there at the beginning of our rap careers but weren't there at the end. You know, there is also a time and a place in business and in society where you still do have to show love to the people, even if they're not showing you love anymore, just because it gives you a good base of ethics. Fuck the rap shit. Those guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very different at at that level
1: because I agree with
0: you, Truth. Like, all the hard work that you put in and with the good gesture that you did it with for people to, like, just not answer you back, for example. And like I said, guilty of being one of those people that were, like, more commonly there at the beginning that drifted off at the end. But, you know, it's just, to me, you expect people to take the time out of their day to do things for you. But when you don't do it for somebody else, It actually reciprocates in a strange way. You always did stuff for other people. So why didn't it reciprocate for you? And I think it's exactly what Brew was saying. Rapping for gifts came out at a time where social media was booming. So it worked for you. But it's when everybody else was learning how to be narcissistic on that shit.
3: So when I get when it was every year wrapping gift season, and it's like, yep, I don't hear from nobody all Bad year. But as soon yep. as I as soon as I announce we're getting into rapid gift season and <laughs> oh, my inbox buddy. blows up, hey Bingo. brother, hey bro, how you doing, bro? Yo. How's it been, brother? You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, yep. You got you. You literally
0: you worded it the way I wanted to because I I realized I was mumbling and stumbling my point I was trying to get at, but you actually hit it on the bullseye rate or sorry triple twenty better score, Um, you hit it there on the on the bullseye. It's that absence and then when there's something for them they're hey, brother. there,
1: brother. Yeah, yep. and it's every CD re- release party I ever had, bro. I can imagine. Oh, I so can. They don't want to pay. TelFax. No one wants to pay you know what i mean oh nobody does do <laughs> <podcast> that. a whole podcast
3: and i mean but the way oh i look God. at it with the whole sharing thing and all that stuff and it's like this is how i started looking at it especially as an artist it's like okay if you're not sharing my stuff or you know it's maybe i'm not doing my job maybe i'm not good enough for you to share my stuff you know what i mean because like that's the way I, I had to start looking at it when people started like sending me stuff for them to share it's like I don't think this is that good. If I share it and everybody sees that I'm sharing this stuff, it's like, oh, your taste in music sucks. Kind of you know what I mean? That like, eh. is something that I had a conversation with Mocha only about at
0: Cabin Cafe, as a matter of fact. Because Mocha Mocha recognized that the bigger artists that he worked with over the years were sharing his less we were, we're sharing, I'm trying to I don't know why my English is so bad right now. (laughs) They weren't sharing his music as much when he got abstract and personal with his music, when he was doing the stuff with solo members and was kind of that like mid card popularity himself as a solo artist, all the people were fucking sharing his shit, but what the hell? Um, All the people were sharing shit, but when he got little personal, little abstract, nowhere to be found, nowhere to be found, nowhere to be found. And they never came back and he never understood why. And Bro.
1: that just reminded me of that conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to my two cents. That's my new album is called Love Me Now before I'm gone. Bingo. Oh, I'm gone. And it's not like I'm dissing nobody, but like I say a lot of shit on this I, I'm known for saying real shit like I've never. Made a record or a song that's been on an album that wasn't shit. I didn't do myself. Or I had a few stories like I witnessed with type shit. But like this album is like a lot of people are going to be, it's one of those things when you share a meme or you say, like, where's the real people? Da, da, da. People get mad. If you get mad, then you're guilty of the shit. You know what I'm the saying? Like, fits where. Yeah. So with this album, it's, it's exactly what you guys were just talking about. It's, you know, I sat there since COVID and I'm not going to say who it is. Somebody's still been doing shows or whatever, doing whatever. And I've shared maybe 10 other events or online events, yada, yada. And then, since the COVID, I've had like three interviews with Global for my dad shit. Or I've had like shit with my music. Not one share. Do you know what I mean? Like to the point I had my baby mom, who I'm not even with, message me one day and goes, Look at this motherfucker, and screenshot it. He liked one of her posts about something and was because she knows she's been around and seen all the shit. She was like, How the fuck is this a lifelong friend of yours will like my posts about this, but won't like your shit? You know what I mean? And it's funny because I I haven't really released any of the music, but I'm not even joking. In the last 48 hours, I've seen three likes from this motherfucker. Now, do you know what I mean? Like, why all of a sudden? Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if like I know if my baby mom didn't message him. So I'm like, how in the fuck are you starting you to post the cover? Away? You posted the cover. I did post the cover. Yeah, and that they liked it. <laughs> but I posted more music. I've I've released shit and nothing. You know what I mean? But it's I'm not trying to zero at the one individual because there's more than that. But it's. You know, it, it's also the way the world is. I, I got someone mm. mad at me once because I texted them a happy birthday and they didn't have the same number. But I didn't say it on Facebook. And this motherfucker really tried to check me because oh. I didn't put happy birthday on your Facebook. I'm like, Negro, I fucking texted you. It ain't my fault you got a new number. I gave up on that shit. That's the generation I, I, ain't, now, I
0: ain't replied to a happy birthday Facebook message in six years. I have. Yeah. I can, I just I love it. See, I,
1: I, still- I wish I could. I wish I could. I I don't have the time to sit down. Yeah, I just it's my thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got to do the same thing. Yeah.
3: But like to me, I will not write happy birthday on somebody's timeline. If you if you mean that much to me, I will send you a personal message. Yeah. I'm not not going to write happy birthday on your timeline. That's it. That's it.
1: Every once in a while, I will. Like there's some people that for me. It's if it's an old friend and I saw like, they oh, thanks for the birthday wishes, blah, blah. go Oh, fuck. I didn't realize your birthday. okay, Happy birthday, bro. Like, you know what I mean? But it's not. Yeah. For people Man. that are close to me, I got your number. You know what I'm saying? That's a, exactly. Well, inbox exactly. it. I've inboxed people.
3: On Facebook, I mean, like, because I look bro, at it like, the same way. You know? It's like when my birthday rolls around. It's like I know here comes hundred messages, a hundred timeline messages. People yeah. I don't talk to all year. know what yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean? have, birthday, like, have birthday, King. Happy birthday, and bro. it's
0: cool. It's cool. It is cool. Is cool. No, it yeah. message me
3: next week too, just to say what's up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it yeah. is. It's one
0: of those things where it's like you definitely appreciate it, but it just goes to show you how, with all this access and technology that we have, we're still so marginalized and narrow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, and it's go, You know what I mean? Like, sit there. You can you could sit there and see w- whose birthday is when. Yep. Oh, oh, happy don't birthday. I do time to talk, but you yeah. had time to write happy well, birthday to me. Yeah.
3: And that and goes on Facebook all day. Earlier,
1: bro. Yeah. We talked about this earlier <laughs> with the access.
2: Oh, yeah. Music yeah wise, I yep. hate
1: being in a relationship and they text you, but I'm literally, like, with my kid, changing my kid or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't. I, I'll call you back. But then yeah. they'll message you right back. Oh, what do you? What are you doing? Like, we have say that that. Instant access, right. Where in high school, well, my girlfriend, I had the same girlfriend, almost all through high school. Yeah. You get off school. I had to wait for an hour and a half, two hours till I get the bus home or hang on my friends to call her. Or like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know that makes me old as fuck. But, you know what I mean? But I'm saying <laughs> nowadays, it's like, where are you at right now? Right now. Everything's right now, right now, right now. Every yep. it's easy access. And, you know, we talk through our things sometimes. And what, what I hate about Facebook, I'll be talking to you guys but I'm also with my kids or I'm doing something. And then like I'll get nine messages, bang, bang, bang. Cause someone sees that I'm online. But like I'm not online. I'm just talking to my friends about something. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's that access too. I fucking hate that. Shit, you,
0: you know what yeah. it is? And I'll tell you where this started. The ICQ MSN era. Yep. Yeah. So-and-so is online. Bingo. <laughs> right. Like I that... ghosted
1: my shit. The second I found out about bro, that you like that. I trust <laughs> you me what I
3: mean? when, I, when I found out about ghost, you yes. can do that on Facebook Messenger, to be honest with you.
1: No, you can. But if I go on and message you guys. Well, no, you I, hide. You I think, think even now, it'll
0: st- I think now even it still hides it now, bro. I think now Does you it? can hide it. Yeah, yeah I okay. think you can hide the same as I Instagram because yeah, on Instagram I must have it
1: and thought I did, but I didn't because I had a guy like recently, maybe a month ago, hit me up like bang. And I, I had oh, been online like a day. That. Oh, Please that is trying to blind me, bro. <laughs> yeah I, maybe i just gotta change my settings i need, you know? sun, I say, I need to have yeah, some sunscreen i had sun a, a guy message me and go like hey so i see you're online that was his first opener to his message hey so what? i see you're online i was like what the fuck bro
3: Holy okay so you got no life
1: yeah right
3: Sit there waiting looking <laughs> wait. waiting for the green dot to pop up by jay Bruce's name <laughs> you
1: know what i mean yeah.
3: but that was the thing you used <laughs> yeah. to do that on msn yeah. you'd be yeah. up at 11 11
0: 30 when oh, you knew I was
3: waiting for that little square box when you to pop when up you knew corner. when
0: you knew the yeah. girl that you were feeling was at the oh, movies yeah. and yeah. the movie was over at 9:50 and it <laughs> took about 45 minutes for the oh, bus yeah. to go
2: yeah.
3: and she Like, like how really creepy does
0: that sound? But it's real oh. shit.
3: And then when she signs online, it doesn't mess you right away. You sign offline, online, signed- <laughs> offline <laughs> online block <laughs> on block, <laughs> block, block on <laughs> block,
0: block on block. But this is it. This is it. All the seeds, all the seeds of actual physical social interaction were planted then 15 years ago 16 years 20 years i was gonna say that was 20 years ago and it's crazy like of course we would love to have this conversation together this is one of the benefits of technology is the three of us as parents in situations where we can't get together can get together this is the beautiful part of it and that was a beautiful part of msn too love the webcam shows that we used to do no homo because <laughs> i know somebody was somebody was going to pull that one up and i was gonna be like no sir yeah. no no we had, we had a lot of girls on those chats y'all need to check yourselves but i used to love that like when, when msn expanded you could have eight people in the chat and everybody was on their webcam that was the shit nobody had any mics but you were all typing making faces every once in a while somebody would moon you yep. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, I saw the first nice ass woman I've ever seen on fucking MSN Messenger. Like, <laughs> it was an accident, but it was like, hey, it's a friend of a friend. And she happened to be a ho. So, hey, yeah, but I had some is, fun
1: times in there, too. But that's I'm not, what I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get in trouble. Free, I'm going to get in trouble. I'll save, for I'll so save mine for bruiser brew. <laughs> <laughs> my my l- late night stories. But that's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. Like, even even the and, and I mean, this is totally off topic, but on topic in a way, like the access to porn, for example, Mm. is bam. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get. It's literally infiltrated society. And now it's normalized to the point where look at these kids on social media now. Yep. It's sad. It's fucking
3: sad. Ah, ah, Sad is all them girls on OnlyFans who ain't got jobs no more. Oh, you need to stop. They still got jobs, man, because OnlyFans realized they wouldn't exist without it, man.
1: All them what's
0: that? go ahead bro
1: oh oh me uh, yeah I was gonna, no well yeah i don't want to interrupt the OnlyFans thing but i was just gonna say bro when i first w- in the realm of like internet and shit i'm in like high school first university type around that era and you literally i was on dial-up internet and my porn was watching a picture go zzz, zzz, <laughs> zzz, zzz, and printing that shit off there was, like, I mean, you had to actually have the DVDs and the VHSs, bro, back then. And, little known story. <laughs> Chris is like, what oh, <laughs> Little, oh, little this known story. Me-
0: this reminds me of a stand-up act that a guy said. He says it was quicker to print the picture than it was to actually let it load.
3: Tom Segura did one. There's a lot of buffer time back then. He
0: said, he said, we, bad, he said we spent eighty dollars a month on ink printing the pictures. Damn instead, and then my mom found load. some of my
1: shit. I ain't gonna get into that, but but I,
0: <laughs> but I'm I will say this: right now, man, I'm weak. This I was gonna great. save this for
1: Bruiser Brew, but I'll I'll let it out there because some people know. My mom had bought me like a VHS machine and it was like a double machine. So you could like play a movie and, and, you know, record like it, record, record yeah. it. So there was a point, there was a point in high school where I actually sold mixtapes. If you want an oral, I would get you orals. You want, you know what I mean? I would like go rent a bunch of DVDs or not DVDs, VHSs. And I would make like a, a 14 to 20 minute thing. and I was selling them for $10. But yeah. I uh <laughs> is there a statute of limitation where I can't get arrested for I don't know. <laughs> Mr. I hope bootleg. I won't get any more details, but I, I did yeah, I made a few dollars. So
3: Seymour, I mean, okay. Seymour bootleg over here. Yeah. My gracious goodness. Gracious. Is that an episode of Trailer Park Boys or some shit? That is <laughs> one of
1: the
0: funniest things I have ever Crazy. heard. I'm sweating laughing. <laughs> that is one of the funniest things Listen, I have ever. That's the heard. that's the
1: like PG quick version and uh maybe i'll make that a monologue on Bruiser Brew. <laughs> but no Bruiser Brew. is my stories are more about like touring and shit but i might have to throw it in there because i had some interesting times and funny talks and you know, that's so my mom yeah, catched a, me, my mom catched a late me night once, segment pretty bad yeah not catching me doing that but she was catching me like recording the shit <laughs> and, that, and that was the last mixtape I made too, not by the way. do you guys blue? believe
3: that this is a combat sports show? <laughs> I was I gonna say
2: <laughs> how,
0: how far are we in now? I don't know if this one's gonna be titled The Ten Count. I think this one's gonna <laughs> just be titled Jay
1: Perrier and Jay Bruce. <laughs> so let's talk combat sports. Oh, that's
0: great. Yes, we may as well get segway, into segue. it's funny too, because I was actually gonna ask you guys which because we were just talking about like accessibility and music. I was gonna ask you guys about the Kanye album. We may as well really quick get into that if you want, but like did you guys listen to it? Did you enjoy it? Did you I'm like it? I'm not a
3: Kanye it? fan whatsoever anymore. Did you so like the
0: even... what about the rollout though? Do you think uh, it was unique? Last in any one sense? I was doing
3: college dropout.
0: Holy fuck, you had never been a Kanye <laughs> fan. Jesus
3: Christ. <laughs> oh, listen, college dropout. I love that. That was one of the that's one of the few albums that you can put on from number one and play all the way through. Bingo. That okay. Kanye's not around no more. So it's mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's the Kanye I liked.
1: Yeah. To answer your question, Chris, I, I haven't, but I actually planned on it after. We uh talk tonight because I'm all, I'm all, I'm gonna be uh part of Jermaine's podcast tomorrow too, and he wants my opinion. So man, I'm he's I know, know he's fucking mad at me, man. I haven't been able
0: to talk to him because I'm not on Facebook, like, oh, and then then my Instagram yeah, yeah. thing happened, so like I yeah. lost his Instagram too. So yeah. like when you talk to him later, tell him if yeah, he's well, down to, if he's down to pop on the show or vice versa. Yeah, I'm in. Sure. T- yeah, for like sure. just show him my new Instagram. Yeah, because I think I followed him, but he didn't follow me back. Because I don't know, there's a lot of people uh, who just don't know it's me or just haven't yeah. done it. So they
1: might think it's like a duplicate thing or something. A
0: couple people have messaged me asking me if it's actually me, and I'm like, well, the bio says it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll save that for another day, if anything. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, you haven't listened to it yet. It's fun, in a way. Like I, ju- I said to my brother, I realized today that it's almost like it's split up into the two albums. Mm-hmm. Like the first bit of it was supposed to be Yandi. And then the second mm-hmm. half is Donda. Mm-hmm. And you'll see what I'm saying. Once you get to the actual title track, I think it's like mm-hmm. the 11th or 12th song. Mm-hmm. After that, the mood of the album changes. It's And I'm not really feeling it, but mm-hmm. man, the first, first seven, eight, nine songs on the thing, I was all in. I was like, holy mm-hmm. fuck, there's 18 more of these?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, not quite, not quite. But oh. um, to, to what Truth just said, there were elements of that Kanye again, just okay. hints, little hints. The, the Lauren Hill sampled song that, that took me right back to the call to drop out late registration, Kanye like and then the
3: family business, like last call, those kind of songs, man. Yeah. Like, he's oh.
0: been trying to make that music with Jesus for the last 15 years and he can't yeah, know, do right? it,
2: <laughs>
0: but that's that. Like he gets close truth to that sound on a couple of these records. Much closer than he's gotten over the last decade, much much closer. But
3: yeah, Maybe I'll I, give it a brief through, but I, again, I have zero excitement for it. Like zero. yeah, if you didn't like Yeezus Kanye, you might Ever have since a he hard started time doing the auto tune, like when he went auto-tune Kanye yeah. from that phase on. I just I couldn't, I was off the Kanye train. See, I have some of my favorite Kanye. I'm I said there was
0: the to say this for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fellas, let's get into some people punching people if we shall. Let's do it. What a fucking blast that was. I'm sorry. I don't even care. I have been criticized by many a people over the last couple of days for thoroughly enjoying. I said a couple of days. It has only been two days um, for thoroughly enjoying the spectacle, the circus, the monstrosity, and the music that was Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Truth, you and I spoke pretty much the day after the event, the morning after I rewatched, I saw where people were going on about this thing being fixed. I don't know if that's at all in the conversation, but is there a possibility that Tyron Woodley took a step back knowing that a rematch was on the horizon and knowing that the money was there? Because that man should have knocked that boy out. I'm sorry. And I know Brew wants to get into this, too, but that's this is why I want to ask you first, Truth. Do you think he took a step back on purpose? Not that it was fixed,
3: but did he take a step back on purpose? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Because he, the rematch is still there, even if he knocked out Jake Paul, because Jake Paul is going to want to come back and try to fight again. So the rematch is still there, no matter what happens. And would he not get more money, in the overall sense, if he knocked out Jake Paul like early? I don't know. He would because think that's so. the
0: thing. Like it stops Jake Paul's run, but I think it stops Woodley's run too. Like who does Woodley match up with in a boxing league? I don't know if it, I don't know if Woodley has the snowball effect, if you will. Somebody does, maybe it's Tommy Fury, and we'll talk about that down the road, but I don't know if Tyron Woodley has that potential in the boxing ring that if he knocks out Jake Paul, there's more money. It almost feels like if he knocks out Jake Paul, the money's gone, even with a rematch because nobody's going to be interested because they know that Jake Paul's not that good. You know what I'm saying?
3: So like see, that's what I'm saying now, like I have zero interest in seeing a rematch because I seen a boring ass fight, which what should have been a domination. And see, and this is where I'm leading to brew brew. You want to see a rematch like me? <laughs> it's weird, isn't
0: it? Bro, it's, it's weird, uh, right? You we can see his face right now.
1: It's Before just, I say anything I have. I have an update. OK. So we talked about in our thread, which obviously it's trolling because it's Jake Paul. A half an hour ago, he tweeted, updated status. I'm coming out of retirement. <laughs> I told you, you he, he was trolling. The whole... So how long did that last? I, did. I told you he was trolling. Yeah. There's the Conor no McGregor time. thing. He was doing the Conor yeah. McGregor thing, I yeah. think.
0: I think is what he was doing. He was yeah. doing the whole. The I just I, needs I, attention, bro. That's all it is, man. It's you know? all it is. So, Brew, like, Truth says no rematch. And I guess, like, this is a question I was going to ask later in the show. What's next? Mm-hmm. Rematch is probably on the table, so I can just get that yeah. note out of the way now. Um, Truth doesn't want to see it. I do want to see it because even Mm. though it was a boring fight as a boxing fan, and that I think Chael Sonnen said it best, boxing fans hate boxing. It can be boring at its best. I saw two clashes styles and two guys that stuck with those styles. So Mm. I wasn't mad at the presentation because I'm used to it as a boxing fan, but somebody who's not Mm. a boxing fan truth, not saying that you're not, you know what I'm saying? You haven't really been into the sport over the last 15, 20 years where, It's essentially glorified sparring. Um, I'm used to what I saw last night and I actually earned last night, Sunday night, and I actually enjoyed it. And that's why I want to see a rematch because I feel like if this wasn't a work that Woodley literally seriously is like, I'm going to fuck this guy up the next time, because now I know that I can beat him, how to beat him. I want to beat him now. And I'm going to make another $2 million doing it because I'll mark my words. They're not fighting in a, in a arena. They're going to Miami and fighting in a football stadium next time, because I think that they're going to put more asses in the seats, man.
3: See, here's my thing on that, though, because it's like he was saying all that before this fight, too. He was saying he was going to knock him out. Jake Paul was Mm -hmm. saying it's not going to go past the third. You know what I mean? And it's like, how am I supposed to believe all this hype when it's just, you know, it's when you get let down like that, not saying that I'm yeah. so invested into this Jake Paul, mm-hmm. you know, Woodley fight that you know my, I'm that disappointed that it turned out the way it was. But again, these guys are talking so much shit to each other, for them to like not even do my But I mean, it's hard to argue that because the ropes saved Jake Paul a couple times. There's no line that mm-hmm. there was a couple times he probably he would have hit the mat. But yeah, well, yeah, like, just, is, what is a knockdown nowadays, Brew? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, but man. I'll just leave it with this. It's like I, the only reason why I don't want to see a rematch okay. is because yeah. I've seen this fight. And Jake Paul's got this whole list and all this shit's going on. Give him the next real boxer on that list that, you know what I mean? It's mm. let it's move on. That's yeah.
0: No, <laughs> straight up. So brew, you, you want to see a rematch like me, but you know,
1: I'm chomping at the bit because yep, there's so many things that came out of this fight, right? So as an event, I will say him and Tommy Fury, we're going back and forth, yada, yada. I've watched Tommy Fury fight on YouTube. I never watched him live. I watched him live. He's fucking horrible. The wild loop and punches, his wrists were flailing while he was throwing uppercuts. Like, I don't want to, like, even if Jake F- Paul were to fight Woodley next and then fight Fury, like, I don't want to see that Fury fight now. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, I saw the same thing with Jake Paul. I saw, once That's he started to point. get tired, That's and here's point. the thing. it's I told you guys this about the training, when they were knocking him about not having his hand up. When you're tired is when you defend yourself the most. When you're tired is when those techniques are important. And I, he was looping shots against Willie, and I was like, you know, yes, I do give him credit. Three years, you're working hard, you're doing your thing, but I've seen people that box for two years and, and be way better. You know what I mean? Like, but it's because it's Jake Paul. So the reason I want to see the rematch is because a I don't think I don't think. Uh, sorry. I don't think Jake Paul wants that rematch. No, right not at all. He doesn't want that rematch. And B, all he showed
0: was the jab.
1: Like, yeah, that's it. Well, and I was gonna get to this next. So yep. after after my Woodley take, I'll tell you my my jab uh thing here. So I don't know why I did this, but I'll get to that. <laughs> so with Woodley, I feel like I don't think it was a fix. I don't think he he didn't he walked him forward, but he wasn't hitting the way he should have been. Right? We all saw that. But there is a little bit to say, of like maybe not respecting Jake's power or anything like that, but Woodley is going to look even more stupid if he gets knocked out. Mm. So, what's the safest way to go is to back him down, hit some power shots once in a while. You're the shorter guy; you leave that jab out there. You might take that right over the you know over your hand. So, I think he was being a little bit too calculated. But I think this is the job of like when Tommy Fury fought the other guy. And I don't remember the other guy's name. Anthony. Anthony yeah. Yeah. He he came in and was like, "I won that round." And the, his you saw his coach go, "Fuck off." Yeah. Who cares yeah, about yeah, winning yeah, the round? Yeah, You're yeah. losing the fight. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Somebody in Woodley's fucking corner should have said, "Bro, if you don't knock this guy out in this 8th round, you lost." Right? And then there's that take with the whole Woodley winning on one of the George scorecard. Oh, I laughed at first, God, no. right? And 99% of the world laughed. And I went back the next day, watched it once. I watched the fight uh, twice today And here here's a really weird take Because I'm a boxing fan so it's points You watch Olympics it's points right
0: This is where so the he, jab is coming into play Yeah here's my So jab I think here. you're on the same page as me
1: So before I talk about the jab Right I'll talk about power punches And Woodley hit him with 41 Jake Paul hit him with 35 We can all attest to Woodley's power shots Were a lot more effective right Yep. But the jabs was 36 to 11 And everyone's like Oh he threw more da-da-da-da. He was more active 36 jabs when i watch and i could be wrong but i watch this fight three times now once live or sorry four times watch it once live and i watch three times after recorded to me 36 of those jabs were just tired like get off me get off me get off me bigger man use my space yeah Yeah. so 36 of them i'm a i'm a six
0: i'm a six foot 280 pound fighter when i fight that is literally my number one
1: line of defense. Oh, 100%. And that's going to win I'm, you fights. It's just like a lot of those right? jabs were hitting gloves. A lot of those jabs Bingo. were rubbing off Bingo. with these ribs. So to yep. me, I I counted today, the last time I watched was this morning. 36 of those jabs I counted as I think it was 14 effective. So if you take off those ones that weren't effective jabs or like they didn't actually land anywhere, he actually lost in the punch stats. So I don't – I'll be honest. I scored – and it's, Chris, you're going to laugh your head off. After the last two fights or the two times I watched it, Don't I scored the draw. shit a draw, bro. If Listen if I'm going if I'm going just off how judges are supposed to judge what points. I had a five-three. So like, you know uh, Yeah. So I'm taking those, I'm taking these some of these jabs out of like there was one round. He threw eleven, I think I want to say eleven jabs. Say he hit six of them. Mm. Five of them were just like him reaching out, get off me, get off me. They yeah, didn't that's, even hit.
0: And honestly, that even happened in the second round. And that's why I gave yeah. Woodley the second round. And I'm of the yeah. v- very very vocal minority in giving yeah. him the second round but when i did my rounds sure dog gave woodley the second round yeah. as did espn so yeah. i'm like okay i'm not seeing things none of those jabs that paul was throwing in the second round were effective he just threw a fuck ton and yeah the announcer's yeah. brought up the fact randomly in the middle of the fight that these are very inexperienced judges and that was the moment mm. i said to myself yeah. i'm so glad i put money on this thing going the distance
1: Yep. Someone tweeted that right after he said that. Someone with the like, money. Oh, here the, we go with the fix. Put the
0: money on the distance. Right. Yep. The thing,
1: nah. the, the thing that bothered me the most, and I we talked about this, and Chris, you know. Like I love Barstool, I follow their shit on Instagram. <laughs> I go. To yes. the app. No, but oh hear me out. Hear goodness. me out. I'm checking so that one off a, the list. <laughs> they have a sports book, right? They have a sports book. So they have Dave Portnoy <laughs> and the other guy. And they're all like, here's our bets. I I put 25 grand on this. You own the sports book. You went over the whole night. Do you guys think that he did that and didn't yes. really make those picks? He did it yes. for people to go bet that. Yes. To make money for Bleach. Yes. Bleach. you know what I mean? Yes. First yes. Tool, I think a thousand yes. percent that's what he yes. did.
0: Bro, I, this yeah. has been my like tinfoil hat conspiracy since the jump.
1: <laughs> Seriously. When he
0: picked Anthony Taylor, yep. I get the price. I get the money. I get the yep. gamble. I get it. But that's your first fight of the night. So if you're teaching a gambler how to gamble, you want to make a little bit of a profit on the first bet of the night.
2: Yep. Why are you
0: going to put yourself in the fucking hole against a huge underdog like that?
2: <laughs> I Veronic.
0: Know. I think they did it on purpose for two reasons. One that two, everybody's talking about them. Oh, 100%, yeah. You're yeah. going to go on their website because they clearly mm-hmm. got the most fucked up prices and most yeah. fucked up yeah. opinions. So, hey, I'm going to go take them play their odds boosts. And it made it worse that they went over. For... That's the point. It's almost better a- that a- they went a- over. Event. It's almost better that yeah. they went over than yeah. to get one or two right. Because like <laughs> literally everybody's like, "Holy fuck, The people that run Barstool suck. They must have some crazy prices on that website. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They're going to get a lot of action. I think it was a genius stroke. I really honestly do. Fucking Barstool. I can't stand it. I'd like
1: to see how much money they made off that. uh, This is the
0: thing. I think it was a genius,
3: genius masterstroke. I've never seen that before. Like, well, that's
0: that's one of the first things I said to you.
3: And I don't follow this betting stuff at all. And I'm like, man, do these guys even know the fighters? Are they just betting? Yeah, we had a good laugh. Yeah.
1: Like
0: the UFC
3: does the odds in between, like. John Anik will yeah. mention it,
0: yeah. and then like their sponsors, but mm-hmm. they're not giving betting advice. They have a whole fucking YouTube show for that that they do once a week. This was right in the middle of the production. Yeah.
1: I was you know shocked. What, what? What? That was one thing. and The other thing that sort of upset me, as the boxing purist fan, whatever, was I understand it's Jake Paul, but you're Showtime. You sign the guy, right? You have a legit, like, championship belt right before it, right? Couple other ones you had is whatever. Okay, cool. But your Showtime, I want to see a Showtime boxing event. Why the fuck is Barstool motherfuckers on there? You know what I mean? Like that's one was, thing I said in the it's chat. It's almost right like away. we're watching yeah. a mix of Thriller and Showtime put Truth, together.
0: Truth said that in the chat to, to yeah, give right Truth credit. away. Like yeah. he said, yeah, there's no. When did you say the no concert but
3: this foolishness or something like that? Maybe well, you anyway. didn't
0: say that. Maybe I read that on Twitter, but it was to your point like somebody as soon
3: as i seen it i said man this seems so immature like yeah, almost, yeah. Like, it was just so yeah. like it does not seem like it seems like a trailer um i can't remember my exact words i almost want to try to look it up now just because but that was basically my point it was just like yeah this does not seem like it fits here at all because no. you know, it was showtime sports is supposed to be this yep. big thing and then here you got this high school act in between every fight you know yeah uh, just yep. talking childish yep. jock shit right it was just yeah <laughs> yeah it did not so suit much the product bullshit. whatsoever well, there's was was a, there a lady
0: that said that in Korea, when the Korean soccer league came back after COVID, they let fans do the analyst work and it was just bad. Yeah. And she compared that to this. Like,
2: yeah. why man. are
0: these guys? And I, I, you know, I'm not a big barstool guy. I love Dave Portnoy. Like oh, what yeah. he's been able to do with that <clears throat> brand is absolutely <clears throat> inc- from a fucking two page pamphlet to mm-hmm. one of the biggest sports brands in the world. Mm-hmm. Incredible.
1: Yeah.
2: And throw, I like, I, I like,
0: but that's the thing. I actually liked the presentation. I didn't like the execution for yeah. obvious reasons because they didn't get a single fucking bet. Right. But yeah. the immaturity and well, you know, it just me, like,
1: I, flipped I a like that I picked, shit too. I, I found it funny. I was laughing,
0: but it would have been nice for them to have yeah. that mixed with an actual professional from Vegas. Like I would yeah. have been all in yeah. on that. Have the two yeah. foolish see, gamblers super
1: pro handicapper in there with those guys. That's you know the what thing
0: I probably <laughs> did. And they probably yeah. failed in getting somebody because they're yeah. like, these
1: guys are not reputable. They do their own lines. They don't even listen yeah. to us.
0: Like they're but trying to change too, the game.
1: I did laugh about it. And it is Jake Paul, like I said, but Showtime mm. like this is where I think remember I, on the last time we spoke, Jake Paul was saying I want to be world champ someday. The morning after the fight, he said, I want to be the richest like prize fighter mm. ever. Mm-hmm. I changed my whole status, right? Mm-hmm. So he might never mm-hmm. fight an actual boxer. He just wants to get rich off the shit. So I can see, okay, do your best, We'll do whatever. But if the, if he really, really, really wants to be taken serious by the boxing community, like where's the Max Kellerman? Where's the you know what I mean? Like I understand he's ESPN, and but he does HBO. He does sometimes Showtime. He does the Zone or Days and whatever the fuck they call it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so that that really it just threw me off a bit. I was it's the first Jake Paul thing. I thought they were going to come out super pro showtime, like as if it was like a Mayweather or Tease or Pacquiao fight. You know what I mean? Mm. So there was. Way- I, but I
3: mean, if you were Jake Paul, would you want to pay to get ripped up by uh, the Teddy Atlas <laughs> and all these other guys? You know, <laughs> mean? Like, pay these guys to come yeah, to your show to rip you up?
1: Here's the thing, though. He, I believe he believes that he's ahead of where he thinks he is. I oh, think, I, that, I really that. Do, I think that, too. I really do. I agree. I you know, agree. There's some guys that are just talk and they especially if, like, now whatever. after that Woodley fight. It's it's like listen to his brother and they're they're the trolls whatever this motherfucker on the on the fucking show said, his brother, I retired Mayweather, I broke his eardrum, I blah 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 blah, I went eight, to, or I went the distance like fuck off man like he could have fucked you up in the first we all know it it's an exhibition, but that's how these brothers get by and mm-hmm. like I that's why I'm mad at Mayweather I know Mayweather will do anything for money props you get your money bro, you know, came from nothing whatever but. That's a tarnish on your legacy, buddy. That this guy can walk around saying, you know what I mean? I retired with and I blah blah blah. Like. Especially
0: considering the fact that Jake has, or sorry, Logan has the loss.
1: Yeah, and it, right. And that's why you're not going to see him fight Anderson Silva because Anderson Silva's management said it can't be an exhibition. Yep. Right. And these yep. Paul guys aren't stupid. Jake Paul's more of the like, I want to go the pro boxing road. Logan wants to do the exhibitions because he he's not stupid. Like he, you know what I mean? These guys are smart businessmen. Mm-hmm. But if you start fighting real motherfuckers You're going in deep waters here And you know we all thought that Woodley would probably handle him a little easier I saw a bit of like Not fear I just feel like He was doing he thought he was doing What he had to do to win he thought he was going to knock him out Eventually but boxing's different than MMA do you know what I mean like it's And I think he learned a lot about that You and know that's what why saying? you
0: want to see the rematch Like me yeah because yeah. yeah, Rarely do you see somebody's Boxing education happen in their yeah. first pro fight at a stage like that yeah. and well you know he didn't do great yeah but we're by talking about means.
3: against a youtuber who didn't even fight yeah. a real fighter before like this is yeah. a world champion <laughs> enough, yeah. a world champion bro but
1: here's a perspective on that it's so now i i feel like even if they don't rematch if they do rematch cool whatever you had the first fight mm-hmm. like if they do fight the second time and Woodley comes out gangbusters, just trying to knock him out, and then he gets knocked out. It's not gonna fuck up your legacy in the UFC, like it is whatever. What fucks up your legacy is now you lost that first fight, and you got to get that tattoo, bro. Do You know what I mean? Seriously, like you're I'm gonna sorry. lose, you're gonna lose more luster getting that tattoo than you would be getting knocked out. I, I feel, I truly feel that because no, in five years, no one going to give a fuck that Jake Paul knocked out Tyron Woodley. You I don't think you know the tattoo is happening. No, I don't With, think it's
0: unless he literally sees the paperwork. Like yeah, no, Woodley's and then Jake Paul's Jake Paul.
1: He's like, We got a girl right here, we got a tattoo girl right here. Like, but so, then you already said he already said on a live stream, I think it was on Twitch or something, that if Woodley won, he wouldn't get the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, what you're selective, troll, bro. Like, you know, but yeah, I don't know, man. it, it, it was so much shitty shit, but it was some good shit. Ariel was awesome to me. Yeah, when awesome. that guy's yes. Fucking, yes. uh trainer, the girls Amanda's trainer started like being a little racist to the Mexican. Yeah, you want to rant? Ariel just took the mic and was like, "Okay, guys, so what's even, like, even?" He was super pro.
0: Amanda Serrano even said some shit in the post-fight interview, talking about how she didn't fight like a Mexican. She's not a Mexican fighter. Blah 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 <laughs> yeah. blah blah. And I was like,
3: "Whoa!" That yeah. whole situation was crazy because I very weird. I was like, man, she got all the promo. Like this other oh, guy yeah. had no idea who she was fighting yeah. because it's because she, she was Jake Paul's friend. Because she was yeah. She, she was in Puerto Rico training with him and shit. Yeah, and I mean she's also
0: no slouch. Like, there's arguments that Amanda Serrano is one of literally ten pound for pound greatest of all time already. Yeah. Well, here's where your tinfoil
3: hat thing comes in because it's like, here's Barrister Sports. This girl hasn't won a fight or hasn't lost a fight in 26 fights. She's you know 26 fight win streak or whatever, and they bet against her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Your tinfoil hat thing may not be too far off. Yeah.
0: Like even to bet against Daniel
1: fucking Dubois, it's just like you guys don't watch boxing. You just got yeah. the sponsorship well, that's what true spot. true said in the true said that in the post. I think we were talking about laughing at the bets and True was like, do these guys even know who these guys are? Like, like you,
0: know. you Daniel Dubois is god. Like, yeah. and I love that he got that platform. And I love that he got that yeah. first round first minute knockout. Like that was storybook yeah. for him. Like his stock. Yeah, big time. Through the roof. Through and the it, roof. It, and it
1: for me the whole Mexican thing. Yeah. Oh, and like man. it's not it's heavy. I, you know, I, I'm friends with Tyson. Tyson's fought probably 17 mexicans they do have like the grind that is a mexican like sort of stereotype right but that's why anderson silva got the respect
0: he got sorry not to cut you off that's why anderson silva got the respect he got
1: yeah
0: because anderson silva literally did what you call the peacock sit back come forward sit back come forward jab jab hook sit back come forward jab jab hook you can't be and this is going to sound terrible a dirty fighter mexican fighter and i don't mean i hate that those two words go hand in hand yeah when it comes to boxing but like it's just the it's the style it's the flex like it's hard to administer that type of style if somebody's going to give you space yeah i might
3: argue with the corner man about that i that's. yeah yeah, my point with it
1: was is it's weird it's sort of a weird like an you know baseball is unwritten rules and there is certain things like the Mexican fighters are known for being that type of fighter, but you're not. That's not every one of them, mm-hmm. and it's also you just won the fight. You just outclassed the girl. Why the fuck? And it, I'm thinking maybe did she say something on Twitter like week before the fight? Like I'm Mexican, I'll go get her. Like, you know, I, I actually looked into it, but I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm.
3: That, I would. I would like so to know. So classless
1: but- by that fucking trainer.
3: Yeah, I would like to know, but it's kind of hard to tell because there was no promo about this girl in the lead <laughs> up to I know, road. yeah, seriously. Yeah,
1: but it just yeah, like, I'm so glad Ariel just did what he did because he gave it to Amanda at the end, and then he tried to grab the mic and be like, dah, 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 and still go on about the Mexican shit. And Ariel was just like, okay, guys, on to you. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah, props to Ariel was good. I just, yeah, that, that was unneeded. That was the second time there was some racist shit. The Daniel Dubois shit with the girl mm-hmm. interviewing him beforehand. Mm-hmm. You're so well spoken. The American crowd's going to love you. Mm-hmm. It's like He's pla- not straight. That- out of the fucking bushes of Uganda never spoke <laughs> English before like he's British you know what I mean like
0: and know? that's a that's a thing that like is is very um, I'm trying to think of the right word um, it's in the subconsciousness in British culture and yeah. I, I'm just going to use Lewis Hamilton as, Lewis Hamilton as an example mm-hmm. he's the first black Formula One driver of all time mm-hmm. he's the greatest mm-hmm. Formula One driver of all time but that's one of the things that the British public gives him praise for Mm. is that he's a well-spoken black man. And I'm like, Uh, wait a second, this is legit. (laughs) Like you guys just say this stuff so freely and openly like that.
1: They're just years behind us because that's something that's been said to me my whole life. I had a conversation two days ago with another rapper who, so when he heard me speak was like, Oh, I can tell you grew up around white people or I can tell you're, (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Like, seriously, this was an actual, it was a Puerto Rican guy. And I'm like, Oh my God! You know, I can sit there and talk how you want me to talk, but that's not me, bro. Like, you know what I mean? That's it. When I heard her say it to Daniel Boy, I was just like, "Wow!" Like in 2021, we're telling a black man you speak so well, the American crowd's gonna love you. And he's not even in Britain. No, so he's he's
0: he's away from what he's used to. Yeah. Yeah, comes to America. And he got that same shit. Oh, hey, do you, you play
1: basketball, too? Like, <laughs> You're probably really good at basketball. Like, come on, man. You going off for chicken afterwards? Yo, yeah. good God. Oh, good God.
0: Oh, Lord, have mercy. I thought I was pre-genetically disposed. No, I'm disposed. <laughs> so I guess we're talking about Serrano. We're talking about Dubois. And I mean, Brew, you and I knew who they were before the event. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did truth, but now you know who they are. Nope. I had no idea who anybody was in that card. So I guess it's like a two part question. Part number one, is this the devil's advocate of these events is that it gives true boxing stars and true boxing talent a bigger platform than they've ever had before. And I guess the second piece of is and it's pretty much the last conversation we had before we went live in the Facebook chat. This also gives those fighters more money than they would ever get if they were just going to stick to regular boxing events. So. I guess we've talked about this before in the past. Is there a place for this? It's a new genre, all this other stuff. Do you look at this event as a success for boxing or as a kind of failure for boxing? Like, here we are again. The non-boxers drew the money for the boxers. Is this a healthy way to keep the game going? I guess we'll start with you, Brew, just because, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, and honestly, I've spoken on this before. I, nothing about this is good for boxing. It's, it's the pay... If you look at the fighters pay, all the people that were Jake Paul's buddies or trained with him in Puerto Rico got paid, Puerto Rico got paid more. It's an interesting, Like interesting Anthony point. Taylor made 40 grand and Tommy Fury made 15. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and you could tell, you could just say their names and look at them and know the fuck that Fury's a way better boxer than Anthony Taylor. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so, I mean, even Dubois made a hundred. And uh, Cusimano, is that was his name that he'd been knocked out? He made more. He made 111. Who the fuck is Joe Cusumano Like, honestly. At least Dubois had a name in the like, you know, I'm I'm a pretty like I study the shit. I, I go online probably an hour to three hours a week studying names and rankings and shit. I didn't know what Joe Cusimano was. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't think it's good for boxing. It's the money. It's good for the money. It's good for guys that want to train. And, you know, what, what really stood out to me was that Montana love fight with the Ivan guy, because the Ivan guy, everyone was like, yo, this guy's going to mash him. And Montana Love was in his hometown, just like Jake Paul was undefeated fighter, you know, and he's probably, he did look good. I mean, he's he's not going to beat Javante Davis tomorrow, but four or five more fights, bro. If he has some more high profile fights. So to me, it's not good for boxing, but for, to me, what stood out the most was that Montana Love because that guy just off of this and I've watched, I've, I've heard his name before, but never seen him fight. And I was so fucking impressed. So he's got a fan in me now. So if I hear he's on, on undercard of this fight, I'm probably gonna watch just for him. You know what I'm saying?
0: So are you kind of contradicting yourself a little bit here, Bru? Not to say that no, you're wrong. No, but not like... because
1: he was an actual fighter that boxed and has a good record in boxing. Fair, fair. fair right. Fair. So whether he got 60 grand like he got or six grand, it, it is what it is. So yeah, that's why I don't think it contradicts because it's not the whole event money wise, is which I think was your question. Yeah. Is that good for boxing? No, I don't think so. Because no one's going to make this type of money. Just when Montana left goes and fights in a regional show in New Jersey somewhere, he's probably not getting 60 grand. Do You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. who knows now he might now that he was on TV. So That's to your point, thing. yeah, maybe it is, but I just, I'm on the side of no. <laughs> okay.
0: That, no. Yeah. I understand yeah. that because we've seen yeah. it before and it's never really, truly run off. Yeah. So, it, you know, wh- why would it start now? But mm. is it the show times getting involved? That might take this to the next level. You're not just doing the trailer events. Now you're doing the commercial mainstream events. Yeah. Once yeah. ESPN gets their palms on this, because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Top, imagine a top rank event with like.
1: Listen, ESPN will be all over it. ESPN's already I, showing I, fake high school games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I this mean? Is, this is it. Whatever gets people talking, <laughs> people are going to watch
0: it. So. Yeah. Um, I guess truth, Like, I'm really curious for your answer because this is not, like I said, it's not the outside looking in, but more the outside looking in. And I know we've, I've asked you this question probably three or four times since you've been on the show. Like, you know, do you like these events? Do you just trying to these events? Da, 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 da. But from that undercard perspective, now that you know the names, you're going to follow them? Or is the entire circumference of the event just make you kind of be like, meh, they're
3: involved in it. I don't want nothing to do with them. No, see, that's, and so that brings it back to the whole issue I had with boxing when we first started talking about this stuff. The event itself, when you say did help boxing or whatever like that, like I, I just think it was a massive spectacle. I don't even think it was a professional boxing event, you know what I mean? Um, <coughs> but when it comes down to it, like me, as a quote-unquote uh, outsider fan, um, again, brood, love. I've never seen this guy before. Now I kind of want to see more of them. Dubois—that's the first thing I said. I said, "Jesus Christ, this guy got 17 fights and 16 KOs." Like this is amazing. Know, and yeah. then right afterwards, okay, no, sorry, that's uh, 17 fights and 18 KOs because he got another one two seconds later. Like, but see, and again, this kind of loops back to my issue with boxing. It's like, where do I follow these guys now? So now it's like mm-hmm. I have to try to follow these guys. In the, compared to just following a Showtime boxing, where these guys are, you know what I mean? Or like mm-hmm. compared to following UFC, where these guys are at, you know what I mean? Like. I can't just tune into the next Showtime event because it's the fuck knows where love's going to be at the next point in time. Mm. So now I have to try to work as a fan, more work to try to follow mm-hmm. where this guy's going to fight to next compared to just mm-hmm. following a product. Meanwhile, that's my issue with boxing.
0: Meanwhile, look at Ricky Turquoise. I think that's how you say his last name. Buddy in the UFC. Mm-hmm. He did his little speech, little post-fight speech, got people talking, people hyped mm-hmm. up. This guy's probably a bigger star already then. <laughs> Amanda Serrano and Daniel Dubois combined. Mm-hmm. But he's not making nearly as much. So it's like, where does the balance structure come in? And that's why when, um, um, what's his face? Oh Jesus. I'm blanking. Oh, Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland was on with, um, with Ariel Helwani talking about you got to work harder to make your money. I'm wondering if a lot of this fighter pay controversy is a little bit overblown. Obviously the fighters deserve more. We all agree that UFC fighters deserve a better base. For sure, but, but when
3: Jared Kananier is saying he's broke, I'm like, eh, really, is he? like? Uh, are you know,
0: broke, yeah. Jared, or do you oh. just have a shitty agent and that screwed you
3: over five years ago and now your agent's getting paid? He's <laughs> had a couple big fights. He should have a pretty good bank account. Yeah. So it's, you know what I mean? I'm broke. <laughs> like, literally, yeah, I'm right. broke. <laughs> I, had, I got yeah, paid yeah, yesterday. I I'm you, bro. broke. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so the it's, thing.
0: Like, it's, it's, it's really... That's the thing I
3: said in the chat. I was like, is he broke or is he just mad he's not getting Connor money? And that's mm-hmm. a very interesting point. They see the lifestyles
0: of the guys that are making the money. Yeah. They want that. They're making yeah. great money, life life changing money, but it's not just you know what I
3: mean. And but here's the difference though. Connor is putting ass in seeds. People are buying tickets. Yeah. People are flying across the world to go yeah. see Conor McGregor fight. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Who's coming to see Jared here mm-hmm. Jan- Jan- mm-hmm. Jan- Well, fight and this know. is
0: this is where the ice needs to be broken back on all these shows, like. Have another UFC show in Halifax. If you got fucking Jared Cannonier headline in that, you're putting mm-hmm. ten thousand people in the seats. Yep, exactly. That's Cannonier's money.
3: Yep, exactly.
0: So, it's one of those things where I think we're gonna have to see how the sport develops over the next year or two because it's almost a reset. COVID, COVID forced Dana yeah. to like literally reset the structure of what the UFC is, and with that reset, might come the money. You know, we talked about it being publicly traded and all that stuff. The kitty might be getting bigger, but That's the thing like where where's the trade off in terms of exposure versus money. Would you rather fight on a Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley card or would you rather fight on a Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier card? It's a very, very interesting flux. It's a very complex question. And I don't think we could just simply answer it. And and I think it would be really interesting to talk to some fighters and we're going to over the coming weeks and months as the 10 count gets a little more to itself on the pot shop network. But no, that's, that's, I'm really interested to ask a lot of guys that are in the game, that very question. And I'm sure mixed martial artists would probably say the mixed martial arts card and more boxers would probably say the boxing card. But when they think about it, is it true? Do you want the exposure of the UFC? Was the exposure from the boxing event enough long-term? These are questions that we're not going to know until time actually goes on. And I think that's what makes these events intriguing as well is the aftermath of them and you know i have listened back to my episode where i literally ranted about hating these events here we are so it's going to be fun and as far as i'm concerned to see where it goes over the next couple of days weeks months and years because september 11th i can't wait for that event and this is what it is like here we go now you've got four fighters on a card there's no celebrities here there's no youtubers here You've got four fucking fighters. So, I mean, I don't know about the whole Oscar fight. That's just kind of uh for mm-hmm. me. But seeing Anderson Silva turn over that fast and he's fighting um, Vitor Belfort, right?
1: De La Hoya is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh geez, I got it mixed up. Tito's fighting Anderson Silva and Vitor yeah, Belfort's fighting Oscar down, yeah. De La Hoya on wax. Chris fucking up. But this is it. Like, I love that. This beat. is September 11th. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. soon, man.
3: Jesus, I felt like they just announced that. I know, right? This is what I'm saying. Like the fact. Does Oscar have time to
0: get sober by then?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I joke. I joke. I
0: think isn't. I think that's what um them guys from um cage side news asked Tito. Like, there's a possibility that this fight doesn't happen. Do you have a backup plan? And he said, "I got paid. I don't need a backup plan." Like, you you know. So
1: did uh, also not to. I mean. Obviously, there's four huge names. Don't forget David Hayes coming back. To
0: mm-hmm.
2: one mm-hmm.
1: I saw that. I uh, saw that. Yeah. He and then a UK guy, Joe Fornia, who's
3: undefeated. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. David Hayes, that the big jacked up braids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. And he's coming
0: back and fighting a fighter, too. Like, he's, yeah. he's every, trying to.
1: Every p- win except for two has been. uh or, No, sorry. Every win's been a TKO and a corner stoppage. He had one corner stoppage. The rest of his fights were all TKO wins. Yeah. So they're going to go, they're out to bang, but it's going to be entertaining. I think
0: because, and he might put himself in the picture. I don't want to say it, but one of those guys at the bottom of that, like heavyweight top five, six, seven, they'll Mm -hmm. fight him. Why not? Yep. Money. So fuck it. And then, um, uh, Rampage is fighting uh, Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs, yeah, <laughs> no way. <laughs> you didn't
3: know that truth? No, I did not know that. That's
1: that's something I love. Just I love Shannon Briggs, and Shannon Briggs is an inspiration for me because he's a old on, guy champ. that just all of a sudden went on Instagram and said, "Let's go, champ," and became more famous for being "Let's go, champ" than he did for what being. What you a eat, I eat champ. Fighter. Right, <laughs> but he's been trying. To, he's been chasing guys, trying to get him to fight him, and nobody will fight him. It's crazy. I'm so happy too. Rampage is one. Is the
0: bro? One. I swear to God, I thought this man was fifty nine. He's only forty nine. Like yeah. he's not out of range. Yeah, completely. watch this shit over Jake
3: Paul's Howard Woodley. Any, Amen, oh, yeah. bro. Any day. Like,
1: oh, yeah. uh, so like and if this- you it, if you watch on social media, they're both going at each other hard, and Rampage like posted something yesterday. And it was like, cause he, him and Chuck Congo Been going back and forth too So it was like this big African dude And this other like shorter, chubbier guy Like throwing like shadow boxing But they were they can't box And he was like, yeah, like these guys getting ready to fight me And it was just, the, go, the back and forth's been awesome It's been fucking amazing
0: The Zoom call back and forth was great Cause like the host <laughs> dropped out of the call But the two of them were still coming So yeah. then the lady said That must mean that Shannon Briggs Was actually the host of the call
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because Rampage came in after the fact yeah, and awesome. the journalist dropped out. <laughs> now I I I agree with you, Truth. That's the one that actually has me like a little bit
3: intrigued. That could be the uh, same fun. thing with like the, the, the Anderson Silva Tito Vitor oh, yes! Oscar. Like I'd rather watch that shit than than a YouTuber yeah. fight, like that yeah. social media buzz well, shit. Like it's...
1: And it's it's so Oscar is a thriller thing, right? Yeah, if I'm not because mistaken, it is, yeah. Also, I'm just looking at it now the fourth fight is two guys, one guy's twenty-three and two, one guy's nineteen and two, both boxers. So, like it's gonna be this an entertaining boxing card. match, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there's yeah. no guy just coming off the street like oh and one, you know what I mean? Like
3: well, I mean yeah. the 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 Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, that was trailer too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It I like yeah. that event too, aside from that yeah. goddamn yeah. concert.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. I know, right? <laughs> but
3: I, I enjoyed the fight, it was something I would yeah. tune into compared to like, <clears throat> YouTubers and, and yeah. social media stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, have, I mean, Oscar Delahoy is
0: kind of a social media star, but in the wrong way. But he's still a boxer, though. It's fact. It's yeah, fact. True. Yeah. Um. I mean, boop, boop, boop. Is. This is fun, actually. I, I just kind of randomly found this one. Twenty years ago today, Nick Diaz made his MMA de- debut. A fun fact about his opponent, Mike Wick. It was Mike his own Mike. Mike. I know. I thought it was Mike Swick too, but it's Mike Wick. Oh. Wick. Yeah. Shout
1: out, shout out to Mike Wick.
0: Yeah. His his only professional fight. No way. It was against his brother, John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> it was his only, so his fight against Nick Diaz was his only pro fight. He took it on eight days notice. Nobody knows what he looks like and he owns a construction company, <laughs> but nobody can fully confirm any of these facts, including the fact that he was Nick Diaz's first opponent.
3: Wow. Can you not go back and watch it?
0: No, apparently like it. it no, yeah, there's no footage or anything. <sighs> and there's, yeah. there's information of the card, but. Yeah. Oh, is this his
3: MMA debut
0: or is UFC? Yeah, debut? not as UFC debut. It was his MMA debut. yeah. Oh, okay. MMA, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You if know, I said it,
1: UFC, I'm sorry. Yeah. My you bad. can compare it to our guys too. Like, you know what I mean? Uh Ryan Jimmo, TJ Grant, mm. Gavin. Like you guarantee the first fights they fought at the forum are probably not tell they're probably on someone's like hard drive somewhere, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they definitely fought Joe. Whoever that fucking delivers pizzas for Pizza Delight, they get you know what I mean. I,
0: I saw TJ lose before he got to the UFC, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, in the Dartmouth Sportsplex days? If
0: I'm, yeah, if I'm
3: not mistaken. Whatever happened to all that ECC stuff that was going on? Oh, it was so fucking well. Good, it was, man. But I
1: don't know. I don't want to like speak exactly on it, but I do know that Peter Martell, who owns Titans, who trains Gavin and those guys, Gavin was the champ. Sort of once he got the call to UFC, they went all balls deep into the UFC thing. Hmm. So I don't think – I think they, they did have an event after the fact because I, I only know that because I was in training with Tyson one day and they were talking about it. Uh, I think they did have a couple of events after Gavin went to UFC, but they haven't had anything since as far as I know. Okay. okay. Yeah, so I'm assuming that's probably why. So
3: it must not have been a very profitable venture then if they're just willing to drop no, it that easily.
1: No, no. I think they honestly. I think their end goal was to get one of their two of their guys into the big show and then just go from there. Maybe. Man, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
3: Because there is that is there real? any local MMA shit that goes on? Well, there's the I haven't seen one in a while, but PA,
0: pro the pro fight, or uh, Atlantic fight or fucking Jesus juice. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is the name of this fucking thing? The Atlantic, what's it called? Atlantic fight. Uh... Fight League, Atlantic, Atlantic, Fight League, Fight League, fight Atlanta, League Atlantic, yeah. Atlantic like that there. This is their second event. Yeah. So. There might be something else, but yeah, like the, the yeah. ECC is the last thing I could remember. Yeah. And, and I also I thought, have to I also have to correct myself. I don't think I saw TJ lose. No, I did. See, I was going to see him fight. Yeah. Um, And it was before the UFC, but he didn't lose. Yeah. And it was like you said, the sportsplex days against Bo yeah. Baker. E-
1: ECC. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say his um P, his first two early day early losses were both uh one was in BC and I think one was in Edmonton. I think
0: one was in uh yeah, Edmonton or Montreal or something yeah, like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but um Yeah. Yeah, just for anyone listening, don't we don't know. have a producer necessarily. <laughs> but we do our own research. <laughs> Jamie, look that up. We make yeah. mistakes. We make yeah.
0: mistakes before yeah. this was before this was an overly edited show, and now eh, yeah, we, we just let it roll. All right, we'll get we'll get a couple quick. Style. Yeah, might as well, man. Might as well. A couple quick things to get it out of the way. Um, till Brunson this weekend, boys. You want to do a bonus pick or not?
3: Hmm. I don't know, I'm not prepared. I haven't done any. <laughs> right. I haven't done any background checked on this.
2: Yeah. Till Brunson.
3: Till Brunson. <laughs> yeah yeah we, yeah why not uh, we Come don't on, have to we again? don't have to That was just funny though <laughs> <laughs> should try to catch me on the spot
0: try to get this i tried right. to because i got my prediction already to go with it i'm just oh, yeah, joking of you do. <laughs> i'm just joking i'm just joking i'm excited for this fight though because like i mean we talk about it dana finds a way to make events something when they're nothing and when, I, when is that what's that story
3: when is this uh tell brunson when did you say
0: uh, saturday afternoon saturday. Yeah. Oh, okay yeah, yeah and they're, they're make they're making it an afternoon of oh i wonder why no, i'm just joking yeah. um, yeah, yeah. um
3: I'll, around. I'll be busy all day <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: they're making it early because um till's british and the co-main event uh in Aspinall. Aspinalls from england as well so that's why they're making it in the afternoon dana smart it that's does. super smart
3: yeah, genius brilliant Genius. i'm one of those guys i love the afternoon shows so i wish they yep. do them more often yeah because i mean a 2 p.m
0: start a 2 p.m start in vegas is a 10 a.m start local or 11 a.m local start pardon me locally so did i do that right no oh
1: no, i think it's even There's another behind it's us June.
0: Yeah, but from Eastern time to Vegas time, I think it's only two hours. Is it three hours? Three
1: hours Eastern.
0: Is it three? Yeah. Okay. So okay. They do so, like
1: a noon. It's three o'clock Eastern. Yeah.
0: So that, yeah. I think it's, it's three o'clock here, I think, is when it starts. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, my point is that if you start even that event at 8 p.m., which is kind of early for a UFC mm-hmm. event, it's midnight in the U.K. So yeah. there's no fucking point in them even waiting that long when you're two, two, of your, two of your main four are British. And, and you know, if anybody draws a crowd, it's Darren Till. So mm-hmm. I'm going with Till personally. We didn't do the spinner for the fucking bonus pick. But, okay. I mean, I just kind of gave it away. I, I, do you guys really want to do the bonus
3: pick now? <laughs> <laughs> I really I don't even uh, who's on a win streak. They both are, the if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's
1: Till's only on a one. Uh Brunson's on a four fight win streak. Wow. But Till, I mean, it's not to take away from his success but till hasn't won, besides that one win he hasn't won in three years but it's also he hasn't been active yeah right and, and then, brunson's yeah. had like a five fight win streak as it was his highest and he's on it currently on a four
3: does till have that uh um what's the word i'm looking for the dust poirier or, or uh, just the gaethje syndrome where it's like his losses are against monsters
1: yeah, he's he. Yeah, because his last his last loss was uh the, the title Whitaker, eliminator, wasn't it?
0: Whitaker, yeah, yeah. And then before and that then it was Masvidal. Masvidal, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so it's yeah, not like he was losing. The win streak the doesn't mean anything, or like yeah, the losing streak doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Fuck! I didn't know Brunson was that close.
1: Yeah, the odds because like ahead really of hot.
0: ahead of Brunson, Vittori, yeah. Costa, mm-hmm. and then you get to the winners bracket. Cannoneer, Musasi, Whitaker, who, he, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Adesanya is
3: probably fighting Whitaker. Derek Brunson, round three KO. That's where I'm going. Brunson? Okay. Brunson, oh, round God. three KO.
1: Nice. Okay.
2: Nice. Oh, that's, right this guy. is with zero prep. This is with zero yeah, yeah. looking at shit. Like
3: <laughs> I wasn't prepared to do the predictions tonight. Springing that shit on me. Well, I like Till. I'm going to go Till. I like Till, too, but. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go move. till by decision. I just feel like it, it's not the home, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Is that what you wanted, Brew? Nope. Okay, that, that makes me happy I'm then.
1: Pair my lead, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he said okay.
3: he said I got Brock Lesnar by disqualification. <laughs> <laughs>
1: by God, it's Brock Lesnar. Okay. no.
3: What's yours? What's yours?
1: Um, so you know me, I can't just pick it. Oh, of I course. No, little, that's what it is. like to get my little shit first. That's what we like. Um we know from the from the Kevin Holland fight that uh, Brunson, like, hunts you down for those takedowns. Yeah. And it doesn't always mean shit, but I, I don't know the exact number. But Till has, like, a fucking crazy, like, takedown defense number. Um, I just remember seeing one of his last fights. I remember in the description of the fight, he's, like, top three in, in the weight class of all time or something like that. So I'm going to pick Till, like, TKO, because uh, that guy's vicious fucking elbows. I'm going to say... Brunson's gonna try to take him down. He's gonna elbow the shit out of him and, and just tune him up in the third round. TKO. I'll say K because KO and TKO same thing for us, right? For the yeah. predictions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'll say yeah. I'll say third round. Yeah. Uh, whenever finish. I
3: say KO, I mean KO TKO. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'll say till to finish him in the third. <laughs> Are you listening, Dave Portnoy? He'd be like Brunson to win in the first eight seconds (laughs) by a spinning heel kick.
0: It's a possibility, a a slim possibility, but but possibility to say the least.
1: Phil won't even come out and lose by disqualification (laughs) here on Barstool. (laughs) I put 80,000 on it,
3: yeah, (laughs) and I'm already 120,000
1: in the hole.
0: (laughs) You guys are crazy. I love yeah. it. I fucking love it. All right, fellas. Uh, Shikadze is number six right now, I think, in the featherweight rankings. Higher or lower? Should he be? Higher or lower? What'd you say? Shikadze. He beat Barboza on the weekend. He's number seven right now, overall, six in the rankings because the wow. champion is your one. You know how I always do this shit. Yeah, and that's literally. been updated since the fight. Yeah, just today. Like, it literally, he's right behind yeah, Korean, right behind Korean Zombie. He's finally ranked number seven. top five. Top five Volkanovski, Holloway, Ortega, oh, yeah. Zabit, and then Yar Rodriguez. And then What's right going? Vol- was
3: a beat. I heard, like, I thought he was done. <sighs> He was kicked out and then they brought him back and now he's fucking... He was kicked out? I thought he said he was just done, like he didn't want to do it no
0: more. I thought he left or... or yeah, nah, Okay, never mind. I corrected myself and then corrected myself after correcting myself. Yes, he did leave if I'm not mistaken, but he's still there.
3: Hmm. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of the last time he fought. Oh, fuck. It's a wonderful question. So that has been a while, so like, for me to even hear him in the top five, I'm like, what are you doing there? 2019 it'll be two years in november so has, he hasn't even fought pandemic at all no not at all
0: yeah which is probably why a lot of those guys are still given the forgiveness to stay in
3: either official rankings or unofficial rankings because of covid
1: yes, Some and no, guys and girls
0: just can't
3: do it but beat made it over and shit everybody else makes it over there's fight island yeah
1: did you guys also see that robbie lawler got added to the rankings now oh
0: what Oh, yeah. breaking
1: news. Yeah. I I didn't look it up just now. I I actually saw it on like Bleacher Report the other day, but kind of a strange move to me. I don't know. What's yeah. he doing to 100%? <laughs> uh, i mean, I'm, let me look it up real quick. What was his last fight? Uh, wasn't it his lo- no, he after he lost to uh Ben Askren, didn't he fight another one? one That's what I'm after? thinking. Yeah. I don't remember who it was, though.
0: Okay, Zabit's on CBS, but Zabit is not on Ranking MMA. Really? So I don't, I don't think he'd be in the official UFC rankings either. This is totally back to where yeah. we were just talking. Yeah. The no, rankings. you're right. You're right. Okay, so Steve, you win that. Or said Steve, that's the second episode in a row. Truth.
3: <laughs> well, we're gonna have to start oh, a Steve, the a shit, Steve right? jar. I'm just
0: gonna buy you a t-shirt that just says Steve. You're gonna <laughs> wear it on the show. Steve, 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 Steve. So that might confirm what we both just said. He left. I'm pretty sure he's gone. Like I, he mm-hmm. left.
3: Oh, so he's not even in the rankings no more.
0: I'm gonna see if he's even signed. He's not in the official UFC rankings. He's in a couple of fringe rankings, which I, I trust. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's not even. Zabit, although that's a fun. If he decides to come back, yeah, he's still signed. Yeah, he is still signed, and he's still huh. presently active. Yep, he's not retired. Well, it's, it's it's nice to see that they updated
3: him out of the rankings since he's been
0: inactive for so long. Yeah, Game near two years. Yeah, Brandon Davis, Jeremy Stevens, Calvin Qatar were his last three wins. Against it huh. was the fight of the night. I mean, he was. The main event like he was on the poster first time in his career. Yeah. So who's the beat? Yeah. That would have been like pretty much right before COVID.
2: Hmm.
3: Truth's face. Him and Qatar. <laughs> you mean Cater.
0: Yeah, I always call him call Qatar. Him cater. cater.
3: Yeah. I was gonna say, who the fuck is Qatar? Calvin
0: Qatar. Calvin Cater.
3: I'm the best boxer in the UFC. It, it should be pronounced Qatar because, you know, what I mean, yeah. That's but. all I think of every time I hear Calvin Cater. I just think of Max yeah. Holloway punching his face in yeah. while well, not looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best boxer. Whack, whack, whack.
1: Yeah. Take this. The ABC. Oh, yeah. God. That was
3: the ABC fight. Yeah, Not even, like, looking at the commentary, ducking, dodging punches, yeah, jabbing oh, yeah. him in the face at the same time.
1: Like, <laughs> Max
3: Holloway, you're the man, bro. And I hope yeah.
1: he gets a Yari Rodriguez fight. Oh, out. I know. I don't, uh, I, I guess, from your original question, I, I'm looking on UFC they have him eight. So set, it'll be seven on the rankings you look at sometimes, right? Yeah. I, I don't put him ahead of...
0: Zombie? I think he's ahead of zombie.
1: 100%. I mean that's a big win he just had. That's what I'm saying it it is. Is. but like right right ahead of him is Arnold Allen uh, who's 17 and won some big fights win streak that who I would put him ahead of who's sitting at seventh is Josh Emmett mm. who just a couple fights ago um, lost got knocked out by Jeremy Stevens, which I mean lots of people who do the fuck is that guy. who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> but yeah, he's fighting um, I don't know if he's fighting anytime soon. But Josh, yeah. I mean, he's eight. Josh Emmett's seven. I flipped my head at him. I don't know about Allen. I, I haven't seen a ton of him, but I do what I've seen of him. I do like. Straight I don't up. know. Give him, give him. Listen, next fight, give him a top four. Fuck it. Well,
0: that's what he wanted. He wanted to have a right? five next to his name he, is what he said. And you, so. listen,
1: you, you you fuck up our bros and you deserve. He does deserve it, honestly.
0: Shut
1: Maybe up. not top four, but a top five, which still puts him at guitar You know. But yeah. Straight up, straight up.
0: All right. Well we'll finish, we'll finish the night up with some wrestling talk. There's not a whole lot to right. talk about. I mean, there's always a lot to talk about, but there's not a whole lot to talk about. But
3: well, let yeah. me tell you something, brother. I got something to talk about. Uh-oh. 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 La- ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Fuck Adam Cole. Fuck Adam Cole. Oh, this I is- don't even want to talk <laughs> about that, bro. This is supposed to be a good show. This is supposed to be good news. Why okay, okay, about? okay. So before the good news, let's get the bad news out of the way, really quick. Really quick, really quick. Really quick. <sighs> the next time we see Adam Cole. Will be on what promotion? Will it be on NXT, SmackDown, or
3: AEW? New Japan. Wow. The wild card pick. Wow. I don't know if that's what that's just what I if he's not going to be in WWE, NXT, go to New Japan for a little while before you jump to AEW. Just don't go to AEW right away. Could you imagine Adam Cole versus fucking Willie Ospreay when he gets back from injury? Oh, yep. oh, 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 oh. Yep. Give Adam Cole running with the IWGP championship.
0: Sign me the fuck up. And then, like I said, Willie coming back to get his belts that he never lost that he had to revoke or uh, yeah, I guess revoke is the right word. No, not revoke. Uh, Oh my God. What's the word I'm looking for when you have the belt and you have to give it back. Vacate, vacate. I said revoke, revoke my belts. (laughs) Um, Willie vacated them belts, man. You never lost them belts. What a perfect way to set that feud up. Adam Cole's the champ. Willie comes back from injury. Never lost the belt. Beautiful. Yep. I like that. That's a good prediction. Brew, how about you before we get to truths?
1: Uh, I like AEW, man. I, I don't know too. I haven't watched too, too much AEW yet. But like I said, I do know probably more wrestlers on AEW than I do. <laughs> some of the WWE shows, <laughs> to be honest. Just because it's some OG WWE guys that went over. But. I think I just I what I do like about AEW is I think he can go there right away and just like have instant feuds with like countless people and good ones. You know what I mean? So well, I'll that's see, the like, thing too. He's an amazing too. wrestler, so I mean it's yeah. He was friends with all those guys. Like, he yeah. yeah, he
3: was he was friends with all those guys yeah. before he left uh, to go. That's to WWE, right. Yeah, so.
1: I, I saw I read a bit about that on Twitter. But uh, his girlfriend's yeah.
3: in the AEW right now, Brett Baker.
1: Yeah. So I'm just they're not—they're
0: not like biting their tongue at all on the hints and the
1: yeah. Oh, listen, I—I uh, like everyone's saying it. Like, but, yeah. but I mean, it's the like the go-to, like, oh, he's going to end you know up. I mean, so that's
3: my point. That's why yeah, I'd rather like, see like go New Japan or something, do something different. Well, that's yeah. that's yeah.
0: just it. Like a buddy of mine said, eventually there's going to be no room. Like mm. it's getting almost to that point now. Like AEW is doing a really good job still getting a lot of their talent on television, but they're not all getting the roles that they kind of deserve. It's getting to that point now. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's there. And the next three, four months are going to be crucial for the company as far as I'm concerned. Like they're not in trouble, Mm. but you're about to get some legitimate superstars of the industry. You know, they're the core of what makes AEW is not the guys that crossed over, but the guys that are coming from the indie scene that are becoming stars through. And we talked about this before. Your Darby Allens, your MJFs, these guys came from the indie scene. These guys, you know, they had their roles with the impacts and the Ring of Honors and stuff, but that's still not mainstream to fuck like AEW is. So this is an era now where AEW is actually taking the star power from that WWE... um, Fostered because these guys were stars before they ever got WWE too. Yep. So what's AEW going to do when they all of a sudden have an oversaturated roster? Are they gonna start releasing talent left and right? Are we gonna see good talent? And it's already this is like truth said, it's already happening because when you watch AEW dark, fuck three or four good matches because they could all be on television. You know, you know, Sonny Kiss was going to the moon, for example, and now Sonny Kiss is nowhere to be found. Why did they, What you know, What push Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss is a good talent. They had Sonny Kiss right on the title cusp. Now he's gone. You know, I don't want to see these talent that have worked their asses off to make AEW what it is over the last two years, just get thrown to the side because of Daniel Punk. Daniel Punk. Daniel, <laughs> Brian, CM, Punk potentially Bray Wyatt, Adam Cole, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see what made AEW pure now
3: all of a sudden just go and become an you indie promotion. Names. What about Rusev? What about the Revival? What about uh, Luke Harper? What about Matt Hardy? What You know, all these other guys that already came in and took these spots already. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I These guys are well-known names. They have their spot in the show, but it seems like, like you said, people like Sonny Kiss, mm-hmm. the people that were there from the start, Joey Janela. Mm -hmm. these people were there when they signed when they were independent company full of indie wrestlers and they were there from the get-go they were the reason why people started tuning in because it was such a different product Mm -hmm. and now they're all their main stars and their main story outside of the elite family yeah who else is there other than the ex-wwe guys yeah you got you got your jungle boys you got your darby allens but again darby allens teamed up with an ex-wwe guy Mm -hmm. and jungle boy looks like he's gonna kind of get that push off the cliff
0: like I was he's gonna say he looks now. like he's
3: starting to level back out to mid yeah, spot. yeah like,
0: exactly like it's sad but it's also the realism of it when the big stars come to these indie promote go, go to an indie promotion it's to put the indie talent over for the very most part unless that guy is going to have a run in that company for a month or two when they go on tour like when booker t was uh, gi bro for those couple of months when he was touring eastern canada there's a time and a place. I don't know if they're going to take that model with the CM punk or a Daniel Bryan. These guys are going to get pushed to the top. I liked that the first champion of the promotion was Jericho to an extent because that makes sense. Yeah.
3: Because I think Jericho wa- signed for three years. Yeah. So that's your flagship for the next little while. Yep. And B. Jericho is a very well known name. So, if you're going to launch your product with a brand new champion, you're not going to want to do it with an indie guy. Kenny that Omega nobody knows about. I love Kenny Omega, but if, imagine if he was the first champion. Just it wouldn't be the same. Have
0: the same. No, it mm. wouldn't be the
3: same. Jericho has the more, like Kenny Omega is very popular. Don't get me wrong. But if you're comparing Kenny Omega to Chris Jericho, that's there is no comparison. Chris no Jericho name. is way above it all. You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. so. It was very smart on their part to give Chris Jericho the first run.
0: And that's the model. You take the star, you put over the new talent and then you have something fresh and that's what made AEW great. And I'm just hoping and praying starting with all out that if the popular talent is going to get pushed to the top, that it is to put the speed, the, the folks that have been there from the jump over themselves. You like, was it you? I think truth that I mentioned it may have been Steve, but page like hangman versus punk what a great feud that would be but is that what i said
3: should come next after darby allen i
0: would love that yep because that's a win-win for adam page as far as i'm concerned but is it really gonna be because at the end of that feud what's adam page gonna be to the lineage or what's what's adam page's lineage gonna be to the fans we don't know how aew fans are going to react to these superstars coming in and I guess like Rusev is probably the closest we've had to that. I mean, obviously John Moxley is John Moxley, but that just worked too. Like almost like Jericho. It just kind of was lightning in a bottle. It just kind of worked perfect. That's because he was the first guy to
3: jump. Yeah. That's that's why it worked. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's very true Uh, too. And like, Again, everybody after that kind of followed that same mold. I'm breaking away from the chains and I'm starting something new. They all said the same thing when they came over. Like yeah. even Luke Harper, you know, I know what it's like to be held back by an old man and be told that you can't blah, blah, pack. Uh, Pac, or when he came in, it was the same thing. Uh, you can't do this and you can't do that. But now I'm here living free. You know what I mean? It was, they all came in with the same attitude. Mm-hmm. And between, I can't even say between CM Punk, we talked about this last week or whatever. It, it, he's the only guy who can get away with that now. me not cringe about it and he didn't even go that way he did it in a way around way instead of saying you know i died when i joined wwe i died when i left ring of honor you know no mention of wwe no mention of this that it's but again his he has a reason to say it Mm -hmm. i don't want to hear when buddy murphy comes over there because apparently he's coming to sign too it's a rumor and i don't want to hear his story about why wwe fucked him i don't care I, i just don't you know what i mean like obviously You weren't a main event guy. You had extra talent, extraordinary talent. Don't get me wrong. I love Buddy Murphy. But I don't want to hear your sob story about how WWE fucked you over. Come over and start something brand new. You know what I mean? Like it's because it's the same thing I've been hearing with all these ex WWE guys. I can't think of any Matt Hardy. I don't think he did too much shitting on WWE. Uh even Christian, I think he did. Like his outwork everyone. I think that that I think that's a direct shot at. Actually, I can't even say that because that's just me being a mark, I guess, because it is a good phrase, don't work everybody, but uh big show, no more BS. Mm. You know that's a W you know, you know that's a dig at WWE slash no more big show. it makes sense, but no more BS because he's in a new company. Like this is the same company that gave you a career for the last 30 years or however long you know what I mean? Like it's uh I just yeah, I I hate to see that the first thing that these guys do is they come over and they dump on WWE. I've seen it, rinse, repeat. Come on and start something new. Straight up, it's exciting. Oh, that was a
0: good note. Good note. Great note. Great, Great note. note. Nah, Great note. Fellas, as always, a blast. Um, I I know I know I'm supposed to end the show right now, but I uh, I, I I I'm an idiot and and completely forgot
3: that truth had some news i got some news oh or or do you i do have some news oh yeah, i do have some news <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls if you've been following along at all uh, you've heard me talking about beginning a, a new career path in my life uh embarking on some on a journey so to speak uh, a lifelong journey but only recently started as weird as that sounds uh but after all this time I would like to officially say September 4th, depending on when you're listening this weekend, yours truly will make his in-ring debut. I'm already shaking right now. Just thinking about it. Cause it's, uh, it's intense, man. It's, it's officially my first match. September 4th, yeah, North Carolina wrestling. Uh, it's going to be awesome. One of the big things on it is there, there's also going to be a, uh, impact championship match <laughs> on that same card. Uh, Josh Alexander. Title. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, versus Marco Strada, and it's it's going to be good. But just to think that I'm going to be there and not only be there, but mm. be on the card in the ring in front of the crowd. It's your boy's making his debut, y'all. And uh, I'm very excited to announce that. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thinking about thinking about doing, well the, Hogan done, pose, dude, doing the Hogan pose. <laughs> you gotta do the pose yeah. <laughs> no, sir, I will be
0: corny as fuck. That is amazing thank you and you you are an inspiring individual brother i've been saying that to you over the last couple weeks turn months now like shit you've been at this for
3: how long four or five months i'm 17 classes in but there was a couple weeks off in between that uh we didn't do anything so yeah it's been it's been a few months yeah so like just to see a
0: culmination of something but Mm -hmm. this is just the beginning Mm -hmm. and i think that's what it also makes this beautiful is that you're 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 nervous. You wouldn't care if you're not nervous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like you're 100%. shaking talking about. It. That's great. Yeah. That's okay. wonderful, man. Like get it all out now cuz I have a I have a good vibe yeah. and a good feeling that yeah. you'll get into a zone once you're in that ring, man, and you're going to kill it. And uh I I just chomping at the bit. I wish I could come up. I've actually I considered it. I'm still thinking about it. General um, missions
3: are open the vip tickets are sold out i believe but which is mission, great that's great oh yeah. fantastic because vip is where the money's made like 100 mm-hmm. percent. so that's great good for them i don't even care about money or whatever like this this whole thing is just 100 yeah. experience for me and Let's i'm go. just it's it's the little things too like just just being in the arena like help setting up you know getting used mm-hmm. to chatting with all these guys just to see the vibe of what everybody's like it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun man i'm excited that's i'm gonna be marked mark like a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what too man to spread some more corn in this bro it's like for every truth that's doing this there's a thousand people that didn't do it or mm-hmm. that wanted to do it and never did you know what i mean so bro like the whole story is just inspiring for everybody you know what i mean well, if i mean i don't just, know if you notice on
3: all my posts that everyone usually ends with it's never too late to try yeah, Straight up yep. here i am at 34 years old getting ready yep. to embark in one of the most physical things i've ever done in my life <laughs> and it's yep. uh it's scary slash exciting slash overwhelming all at the same time mm-hmm. and uh yeah that's wait. crazy to
0: think about next time we fucking talk is gonna be after your pro debut yeah shit
3: yes sir. oh
0: man that's exciting now that i just thought about that <laughs>
3: so for I now just- on i can only refer to you guys as brother and uh yeah. i'll be wearing tank tops for now on and <laughs> 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 but no no all love uh, man it's a uh, it's it's exciting as hell it's, it really is good for you truth brother good for you
0: man like 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 bruce said man you've potentially inspired one of those thousand people too you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's awesome to see that you may have sparked somebody's inspiration that's young Mm -hmm. but it also could be that level of inspiration that somebody that is our age needs Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i i haven't rapped in a decade i see brew putting out his album fuck i got no excuse Mm. you know yeah i think it's cool man and i'm honestly mad proud of you mad excited for you you and think, super fucking you. pissed off. I can't be
2: ringside. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, thinking to no, like, like you the-
3: guys, man. I would like to get this first, like even first match or two, out of the way yes. before I have to worry about my peers watching me too. Yes, you know what I'm saying? yes I understand that. But, um, but you yeah, know it's it's again, it's I I have had more love and attention from people that I haven't talked to in years since I started doing this. Quote on, like I hate to say motivational speeching because that's mm. it's not that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just speaking my story. You know what I mean. But like the people that I've talked to, that's I've inspired them. They're sending me pictures of them sweating like a motherfucker now because they mm-hmm. just went out and did a bunch. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I, I've got more love in the past three, four months of me doing this shit than I've ever had in my entire music career. So it's mm-hmm. <laughs> that, something's clicking for me right now, and I'm, I'm I'm in a good space, and it's I'm enjoying where things are going. So make sure you guys continue to follow along with what's going if you want to keep up with with what's happening. So yeah. come this Saturday, it's going to be a whole new leap. <laughs> but no, you're going to be in good hands, and I mean, fuck,
0: Josh Alexander's no slouch. So I, I've, I've
3: been in good hands my whole training straight to get up to where I'm at right now. And I think that's why like the, I was originally supposed to be 20 classes and training's done. We're probably going to go over 20 classes just because I think he's having fun with us. Mm. Uh, but for me to be doing my debut match, only 17 classes in, mm. I would like to believe he sees something in me, but mm-hmm. I know I'm being taken care of. It's it, I've, I've been taken care of this whole time and it's, I've, I've got nothing, nothing but praise to say. So, fucking
0: right brother well good luck to you my man i mean we're gonna be chatting between now and then probably yes. even then <laughs> probably. i don't know if you're allowed to use your phone but like you will get a message from you at like 2 30
3: in the morning
2: oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: drunk as shit with josh I alexander right
3: now <laughs> no, by the itinerary i'll be back home by 12 30
0: oh damn oh well yeah, hey yeah. you know what that's probably even better
1: yeah in yeah, all honesty yeah. like
0: it would be nice to spend time in another town and be able to oh
3: i'm sure these guys got lives too they got to get to go home too. Bingo. Oh, yeah bingo so. so put on a show be brother trying to in and out to shake a hand and say you know just to say i met you and and, and leave you to your time because you know, <laughs> i'm sure everybody's busy as shit man it's gonna be a big night all right yeah. brew
0: brew here's the over all under all right autograph signed two and a half over or under
3: over
1: i'm gonna I'm think, say i'm thinking uh, over too i'm gonna Wait a minute, say how do you sign a half of autograph well, well no, that's, 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 the, the, that's that... the betting side. So you can't, you can tell you're numbers. not a gambler. <laughs> yeah. If he would, if he said, said three, and then you got three signed, like we can't gauge that. So he does two and a half or three and a half. So yeah, if it's gotcha. three and you pick under, he wins. If it's four, you know what gotcha. I mean? So, that's so if I said,
0: happen. so if I said three and it was three, it would be a push back. A push. Yeah. You get and your and money back. Yeah. Nobody likes a void. Yeah. Fuck a void. Fuck a I say, say definitely
1: over. We'll both o- go with the over.
0: Over. I'm going with the over for sure too. Okay, man. Yeah. I might have to find a new line now. Uh, six and a half. I'm gonna be. Sorry. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say I'm going for zero.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: You're gonna sign at least one. If somebody asked for it, it's are like, gonna say, Hey, you want an autograph? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> True's gonna be out in the crowd, like, hey guys, did you see <laughs>
3: did you see me out
2: there?
0: I was he's gonna there. have I got a sharpie right here. I was gonna say he's gonna have the sharpie on his lanyard, like
1: oh, <laughs> you want my autograph? yes i just
0: happen to have one right here oh
1: i sure do got headshots too
0: <laughs> he signs the back of someone's shirt they like slowly turn
3: their head what are you doing oh, man. Yeah, excuse me sir what are you doing signing your shirt don't you want an autograph no i gotta get some sounds- autographs and the boy's got a uh, 6.5 over under on me <laughs>
1: I need the seven. I need the seven. (laughs) I love that.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Truth, man. You kill it, brother. Good luck to you. Thank you. Can't wait to hear how it went, my man. Yeah, I'll be the first to hear about it. Outside the (laughs) wife. I was going to say, I don't know if Brandy's (laughs) going to enjoy that. (laughs) Brandy's not going to hear from
1: you until Monday. We've got the whole story. Also, he's on tour going to Calgary yeah, wrestle on Tuesday. (laughs) She messages me on Instagram on like the 7th of September. Chris, it's like, there's the
2: Jay.
0: Have you seen Jay?
3: <laughs>
1: I think we fucked up.
3: Yeah. Oh, shit. This
0: is the new hangover plot.
1: Drew joins a wrestling tour, gets taken out west for three months.
3: <laughs>
1: Down in the oh. dungeon, in Stuart's
3: dungeon, getting stretched. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna you're gonna take this uh bar, you little sucker. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah no quitting uh, you gotta cry <laughs> i'm sweating
0: i gotta go boys i'm sweating <laughs> you fellas are the best man i'll talk to you soon
2: for sure love man. you love you, good
0: luck, you go. good luck truth good luck bro